right now we're just going to do a sound check. This is recording, but we pretty much want to... I want to see how it sounds afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And this is on the 2014 Check. One, two. Yep, so normal speaking voice. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Hey, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> just, just normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Oh, nice. We're doing fabulous. Got nice. our drink Good. on. Got yeah. our Skittles on. A little bit of yes. whiskey. A little bit of frisky. Mm. A little bit of frisky whiskey. Frisky whiskey. Maker's Mark. I don't know why. I fucking love Maker's Mark. Like, I can't. I hate Jack. I hate Jim. I hate Evan. I gotta I, get you on the Japanese I, whiskey. I he heard someone said that. You know what I'm saying? Gabe. Gabe was just telling us. Obnoxiously good. It's not Gabe. Okay, fine. You know, we're gonna do the sound check. You know, she introduced him to Gabe, but I was like, hi, Gabe. He's like, it's Dave. <laughs> it's Dave. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> nope, now it's Gabe. <laughs> so, this is, I'm David Webb, and this is Danny Phantom. And today we have Gene Batista and Molly Jane Gaines. What's up, guys? What's up? And what's the name of your group, actually? Between the Waves. Hey. Love it. Sorry. Between the Waves. So what's up, guys? How are we feeling? How's your Monday going? Oh, we feeling good <laughs> right now. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. A little pregame, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's important. Real art. So, uh, the name of your group? Where did where did it come from? So we we had waited, and I think it was kind of not intentional, but uh, we had tossed a few names around and stuff like that, and it, nothing stuck. Like it, I really wanted something that was just like. As soon as you hear it, it, it was like, yo, yes, that's, that's the it. name. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. And we were writing this song for Cam's Jam, um, who is, what was he, 10? No, he's, 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 like, he's like five he's, or six oh, years yeah, old. Oh, so he's young. Um, um, but he had brain cancer. And yeah, yeah um, I, got, I got asked to play a benefit show um, for to raise money for this young boy that had has brain cancer um and it's one of those things like if there's a god why the fuck yeah would yeah. it let this happen you know that kind of thing and um me and gene got together and we were kind of thinking how if we were in the situation where because gene obviously has kids and yeah at the time I was with someone who was like had a kid who was like my yeah you were step you were step momming to yeah. a certain extent yeah and so we're thinking you know how how would this affect us and so we started writing about it mm -hmm. and yeah um, it combination of that um, during the writing process um, I had pulled up this screenshot of something I had seen and it was literally like a line of people a picture of a line of people and the like from the back mm. and the person at the very front in the distance you could kind of see and it's a it's like a, a painting portrait kind of thing yeah um and that person was like kind of ascending into heaven type shit yeah and the quote was something roughly of like how everyone's in line and you don't know when it's your turn but everyone's in that same line um so we kind of like i use that as like a damn like that's one of those freaking things of course on the other side is like I have kids. It's like, holy yeah. shit, this kid's like, you know, going through this uh, as a parent, that that hits. Yeah, you know, shakes like, That really does. Um, and as uh, in the lyrics, it was one of those things, like one of the lines was like, we're in between the waves, um, caught between, um, what's that line? It was like, 
because we didn't finish, of course. We didn't record it. Yeah. It's fully written on. It's like one of those things, like as soon as like that line came out, it was like between the waves. and it's Waiting for the tide to change. Yeah. Um, and then it just hits you in your shirt. Yeah. yeah. Just and each other I, like, I was like, Gene, between the waves. Yeah. That's it. And <laughs> he's, right. Right. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like it was the aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. And the eureka. Yeah. And it was, it was writing about something real, you know, that was actually yeah. happening. It was organic. Yeah. You know? It means, and I mean, between the waves of life, it can mean between the sound waves, between yeah. anything. Because, like, at the end of the day, um, back to that, that picture, it kind of talked about how everyone is struggling with some sort of grief and you're in the ocean. So, this is my fault. I lost my train of thought earlier. You're fine. You're fine. This is literally. You're in the ocean, getting collapsed by these fucking gigantic waves that are 100 feet tall because that person, you just lost that, you know, that person. Mm -hmm. You're grieving. And over time, those waves get smaller. You're still in the ocean, yeah. treading water. But those waves get smaller and smaller and fewer and farther between. But that shit's still there. And, like, that's, yes. that hit home because it's, like, that's the way I grieve. It's, like, I... It, I'm sinking. I'm fucking yeah. drowning, but I'm not going to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. put on a good face and, and everything's good, but, you know, it hurts. Um, yeah. I've lost brothers and shit like that, so it's like, yo, it's one of those things. So that that was, like, in between the waves, felt like that's that that's what it meant to me. Yeah. I um, mean, it's very, like, in, interpreted differently between all of us, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, it doesn't it's have to be, a, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, connected to loss or struggle. It could mm -hmm. also be, like, we're riding this wave of positivity right now like yep. we're taking the good with the bad yeah you know? exactly we're in between waves of positivity exactly Sometimes, you know things might not be great right now we're just in between the waves exactly facts facts i dig it that's got a, it's got a bunch of meanings and it means something to you guys which is the most important yeah that's dope because as an artist like you want that authenticity you want something that means something when somebody asks you you want to be able to tell them and you know i dig it and they're like, oh, we saw it on a billboard somewhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In yeah. ancient Greek, this means... Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. It means screamo music. Well, actually, I'm, fi I'm Filipino. <laughs> 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 it's neither here nor there. Yeah. The, the good names always have meaning behind them. And that's, yeah. that's a lot of powerful meaning. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's what we try to do like with, with writing in general. Like, We were just spending... We spent like an hour, hour and a half just on a on a solo, like a guitar solo track. And Gene's like, are we beating a dead horse here? Like, should we just move on to the next? And that's that's kind of like where we try to take everything, is yeah. to be as organic as possible, not forced. Exactly. Having it, um, being a vessel for whatever yeah. speaks to us. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's been our goal, and it started that way, so we just riding that wave I guess yeah in the words of Jay-Z what does he say uh, I'm not a rapper I'm a vessel for myself and others exactly you know what I mean yeah. like you're just you're just letting letting your experience your time here speak through you letting it reflect in your music and that's that's what makes the greatest music in my opinion you know what I'm saying the stuff that can touch people that's relatable and that you know that means something to you guys that's it's honest yeah. yeah staying honest yep 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 um so we were having some conversations before the pod started, um, and before we dove too deep, I was like, "Let's pause that because it's a really good conversation to have." Yeah, dude, it happens, bro. It just happens, you know. what I'm saying, like, like especially when you haven't seen people in forever, you know. what I'm saying, like, I've seen Molly recently, but it's always like, 
20 minute spurts where it's yeah. like hey how are you this you and that you know, right. very shallow it. talk you know what i'm saying where it's like we can't really sit down and share a drink and be like yo what's up man um so i mean we could start we could start on anything um but we're, we're, <clears throat> which one of those subjects that we were on before do you guys are you guys passionate about do you guys want to talk about yeah like what do you got like either of you what are you going through currently that you feel like let's talk about it you know what i mean so I think the thing that's been most on my mind as of late is how I've noticed people, I don't know if it's always been this way or if I've just noticed it now, Yeah. but I feel like the people that I've been either surrounded by or have seen passing or um, hearing about, I feel like in today's world, a lot of people have no clue who they are. Mm. And they're just kind of watching what they see in the screen in front of them and mimicking it or yes. replicating it or putting their own twist on it, but they don't really know why they do the things they do Yes. and what the purpose is or even learning certain lessons. They just think, oh, my life sucks, man. Like, this, this is just how my life is. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Like, you have a choice in all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but you're going to keep going through the same things if you're not taking the lesson from it. Yeah. The universe is going to keep giving you that same thing. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about, the kids we're seeing in, you know, videos of mm-hmm. brawls. Yeah, teen young, violence. Young kids. Gun young violence. Kids. And I feel like that plays a huge part. Like, they're not, the guidance isn't there. Yeah. And I want to know why. Yes. You know, what is it? Like, are we too busy with our own selves to be able to pass these lessons on? Mm-hmm. And I feel fortunate enough to have a mom who is super um, self-aware and dives in, in her own choices, why did I do this? Yeah. And I feel like we aren't asking those questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you are really fortunate to have that. My mom's a child psychologist, and I definitely never got that experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and I mean, that's that's worth expanding on, because it's like, part of it, too, is like, people aren't even, um, like, the self-awareness, like, that self-awareness isn't there, where it's like, they're not even asking, why am I doing this? But it's like, like, it, like, just like you were saying it goes back to the choices thing where it's like the accountability isn't there a lot of the times too where it's like the why the why isn't even like the why is light years ahead of them and it's it's only like the right now and it's even like well this happened so this or this happened so i have to be this way you know what i mean um no it's tricky it's tricky and I feel that 1000% that there's a lot there's a lot of just doing stuff. There's a lot of mimicking and there's a lot of lack of of role models and not to say that like we all need somebody to look up to, but in certain aspects of our life like we all need some sort of guidance, you know what I mean? Like we could all use a little bit of help. We're packing a community thing. Yeah. I think it's really a community thing. Yeah. I think it's kind of the the, the, like, I need these people, uh, whether it's about acceptance or, you know, fear of what can possibly go wrong and needing support, but, but, but people, 
I don't know, people become different people for the communities they're, they want to be part of. Mm. And will reinforce the wrong parts of them often to, to remain part of those communities. Yeah, or if they're already a part of it, yeah, to, in order to stay a part of that community, they're, like you said, reinforcing this negative, you know, part of, the, of, of their psyche, of their life, of feeding into just the negativity and then the detrimental activities you know what i mean just because it's like oh i gotta i gotta look tough like they're gonna clown me if i don't fucking you know what i'm saying if i don't go back at this dude so that's the thing it's like one it's a bunch of like everyone's playing a game and no one's sure one how much of the game other people are playing if they're playing the same game or if they're actually like playing a game at all some people are direct i'm autistic i happen to say exactly what i mean which has gone really badly for me in this world yeah like you know people no one expects that it's it's you know some people tell me i'm being passive aggressive and i'm like no i'm just being aggressive (laughs) (laughs) but but it's really though it's you know no one no one says what they mean everyone's you know tries to show yeah yeah and but but I, I think you, you mentioned like you know it, it, it's an accountability thing. I think the reason we're it's so much of our social circle these days, like in this moment that we're becoming more aware of it, is the pandemic. We had this, we had this you know litmus test of a mask. Uh, if people who wore like you know the, the criteria to wear a mask was caring enough about the people around you to slightly inconvenience yourself. Mm-hmm. And we got to see how many of our peers did not meet that criteria. Yeah. Yep. That's a great observation. A- yeah. In addition really to the, like the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement and, and recognizing, like, so many... Like, like it's not just the, the masks, but, but, but the masks were clear-cut. We literally wore it on our face. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. That's good to put yeah, into words. Yeah. I think because we're pack animals, we're always looking to see where the alpha is in the room Mm. and i'm i'm positive that most of us are not alphas yeah you know um yeah and that's why we see so much um i don't want to say hysteria but like yeah craziness it's a lot of posturing there's a lot of like facades I see I see you as an alpha yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be alpha all the time yeah because everyone everyone there's still room to learn like you're always you're never gonna stop yeah unless you're an asshole (laughs) who thinks he knows everything yes um there were there was a time I struggled with that where like I felt like I need to be the leader like I need to be I need to be the the most outspoken outspoken person in the room and then as i got older it's like why do i need this responsibility all the time yeah and i, th- I don't know about eugene but i get the question all the time who's the leader of this band yeah and i think it changes all the time depending on the situation like yeah i think at our gig at um townhouse i was like really nervous like the room was, there was like maybe five people in the room at the beginning of the night. Yeah. And I was like, like, I was getting like anxious. Like, I just asked this owner, like, hey, we have a full band now, which means, yeah, you know, a little more, a little more bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need some cheddar. Yeah. And uh, that's always a gamble. Like, if you bring people, it's going to be great. Yeah. If not. Yeah. And then Gene's like, hey, let's just have a good time. Like, in mm-hmm. that moment, Gene... Gene was the leader. Yeah. And I needed to follow. Yes. If I didn't, 
the night was going to be bad. The energy was going to be bad. Yes. And I think that it changes depending on the situation. You yeah. know, like it just it just depends. And mm -hmm. I think that's where we kind of get caught up sometimes, mm -hmm. where someone's always trying to fucking have this pissing contest. Mm -hmm. And you just have to know yourself to know, hey, do I need to be the alpha right now or do I need to sit back and, exactly. and watch what's going on? Yes, yes. And th th there's not always a need to struggle for power, especially mm -hmm. if the community that you're a part of or that you're supposed to be in or supposed to be a part of is something that's fruitful and positive and healthy. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be that need for want for power where it's like, nah, I'm running the show. This isn't how I want it, so it's not going that way. You know what I mean? That that leads to a lot of unhealthy situations, in my opinion, you know? And I think that's what we're seeing in, like, communities is yeah. kids or even people, adults, trying to figure out who's the alpha in this situation. Mm. And no one knows. Yeah. And maybe it's because they don't know what an alpha looks like or yeah. how to be it. Yeah. But they think they want it. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then... Some people think, hey, to be an alpha, you need to be the first one to whip out a gun. Yes. You need to, you need to be the first one to throw the punch. Yeah. Or the first one to bark in somebody's face when yeah. they scuff your sneaker or yep. they say something that didn't jive with you 1,000%. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've just let shit slide in my life, you know what I'm saying, that I could be dead for or that people, if I responded the way that society says I should in my world people should be severely harmed for you know mm -hmm. what i mean and that just takes an immense amount of growth knowing yourself like you said and just knowing the situation that it's like bro like i'm on a way different level like i'm trying to i've said it a million times but my goal in life is to see my kids get old see my kids get married or you know not married or whatever i just want to get old with my kids as long as you're old and i'm old we did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's to, my and to, goal. And to pass on in peace knowing that they get it too. Exactly. That they're at that same mindset of you don't have to live for anyone but yourself. Like, even if you're living for me, like, you already have my approval, bro. Like, I love you regardless. Like, you could you could take all my money, burn the house down, kill my cats. Like, I'm going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know about the cats. Yeah, I don't know about the cats. But seriously, though, like... Unconditional you know, love, Jesus Christ. That's yeah. a slayable you know offense I mean? to me. I yeah, no, but like... But that's, that's the type of life that I'm living is like, I'm here for you guys. You know what I mean? That's, that's the kind of... That's where I'm at. Is like, all of this, everything that I'm doing, like, even the podcast, like, this is for my mental health. This is so that I can have a good time once a week, that I can share my thoughts, that I have a place that I feel safe to express myself and shoot the shit with people that I love, you know what I mean? And that's for them, because then I get to go home and I get to wake up tomorrow super fucking excited for my day, knowing that we're about to post an, an episode, knowing that a bunch of people are looking forward to it, knowing that, like, I get to spend another day with my baby all day, you know what I mean? And that's where I hope that they get to reach, you know? But there's a lot of people out there that don't get to this point, especially for as, as young as I am, you know what I mean? Like, they don't get to this level of peace or the mindset of, 
not everything has to be like for somebody else but if it is make it worth it you know what i mean make it long long lasting make it worthwhile you know don't just do something that helps them in the moment make something that helps make their world a bit of a better place because mm-hmm. the world will break you down man i mean we've all experienced it in some in some level that this shit is cold motherfuckers will like you'll go through the grimiest of grimy times go down the street and go like try to get a burger and you'll almost get in a fight over some traffic you know what i mean like there's a million ways to get pissed off here uh, or to get disrespected you know what i'm saying so it's like there's ways around that and it starts internally you know um, yep. in my what you opinion. allow what you allow to affect you what you allow inside your mind mm-hmm. and it affects everything yeah it affects everything one thousand percent and it's too easy it's that's such it's the, that's such an so easy way easy. out. Yeah. You know, to be reactive, to be the first one to say fuck you, you know. Yeah. It's too easy. Mm-hmm. Like, nine times out of ten, the hard path is the path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean if you've played any RPG in life, <laughs> it's you the path. know that you have to do every fucking side, side mission, mission before you go to the story. That way it's like, oh this boss was a, just that much easier because I have two more levels from getting all this XP. You know, and that's kind of how life is, where it's like you go through all this bullshit that it's like, yeah, you died a couple times on the way, but then you still got to the story mission and it was a little bit easier. The detours yeah. right there, the detours of life. Yeah. And then the small shit means nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's insurmountable. I've but skipped a bunch of small shit over the years. And yeah. I was able to still accomplish the big things, but like... You know, obviously there were things on those side quests that I would have made doing what I'm doing now a lot fucking easier. Mm-hmm. And I really now need to, now I'm doing it the hard way and going back, interrupting, because now I have to, you know, beat this level while learning what I was fucking what you missed to learn out when on. it was easy. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. I think that's where, I think we all, we've all found ourselves in that position at one point or another. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. even multiple times. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, that's half the fun is being like, ah, oh, shit, I've made this mistake before. Ah, oh, shit. I do this all the time. <laughs> I really need to do something differently. Okay, but first I need to figure out this one problem. Yeah. yeah. But, to have <laughs> that, but to have that awareness in itself is something. It's a gift. Yes. But yeah. that's the thing. So, because so a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. So here's the real question. That awareness, that level of willingness to say, I should adjust the way I'm doing something is something that so many people seem to not have even been taught to consider. So, I don't really know the right way to ask this. The way my brain phrases it is at what point is it ableist to say you're not going to change, like you aren't capable of change, or I don't know if ableist is the right word, but but, but what point am I, uh, am I like, is it rude or disrespectful of them to say you cannot change? Mm. But also, I need to recognize these people are not operating with the same, no one ever taught them to question anything really yeah like some of these people just grew up thinking that they were always right and mm-hmm. you know didn't have a parental figure who who taught them to compassion or you know it, or, or understanding or to or critical thinking you mm-hmm. know it, it's there's so many different things that these people need to get to the next step and they weren't taught it and they weren't taught that they would need it and so far it, like let me put it this way let me, let me back up I was an idiot about five years ago in a lot of different ways. I'm still an idiot in some ways, but essentially, <laughs> essentially, yeah. I was pretty much saying the way I phrase it is: in my defense, this has worked out pretty well for me so far because objectively, by all the fucking metrics I was using, my life was amazing. Um, and you know what? From my perspective, and with those metrics, it was. But those metrics were shit. <laughs> and those, me- <laughs> the, but 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 they were the metrics I cared about. 
Yeah. They were the only metrics I was judging shit on. And they were the metrics you knew. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... I mean, well, I, I probably could have opened my eyes a bit further, but I didn't really have a reason to, because yeah. I was going off of my... I was meeting my goals, or whatever. It was... So, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of people out here who... Really, the first step is you have to... They have to care. And yeah. they don't... But, 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 like, but, but that's the struggle. Is at what point is your unwillingness to care? I, I don't know. I, I guess that's because we were talking about the, the, the distinction and how there's a separation these days. And it, I don't have anywhere close to an answer to that, but I feel like that's what this question comes back to every mm-hmm. time on, on most of these questions is. Yeah. Is either like, you know, but, but then of course there's the, do you even owe it to them to wait around and, and give them a chance? Yeah, to see if they're going to figure it out. Yeah. And it's not your responsibility. No. Well, and it, and no, it's not your job to even show them. I, I had a fun thought. I was struggling with that for a long while. I was like, I still do. I get it. I'm like, I'm, I recognize that I'm intelligent to have a lot of perspectives that most people do not have, and I can share and communicate and articulate those perspectives to people to explain them and help people understand things. Like, I'm capable of making change, so really, the, the real question isn't, like, can I? The real question is, how much do I owe it to society to do it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I want, at the point I was struggling with this uh, was uh, Spider-Man, uh, which came out, the recent one. So uh, the real answer to this question is uh, Uncle Ben of, with great power comes great responsibility. Great. Yeah. I was thinking about this this entire conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, and that's valid as fuck, bro. That's valid as fuck. Seriously. You can only shine a light for so long. You can't it you can't, you know, make a what's the saying about leading a horse to water? Yeah, make you drink it. You can't yeah. make them drink it. You can it's, lead a horse to water. It's you can't that. Make them drink. You can sh- you can shine your light wherever you need to. Mm-hmm. You can't make people step in. Yeah. They have to decide that for themselves. Yep. Yeah, yeah, my fault. I, I think honestly it's like a, a threshold of understanding that you need to have that level of compassion for everyone around you because like dead ass we are all human beings word and i every person i interact with it sounds corny as shit but like i really just try to like be that person who's like yo i'm giving them whether it's at work customer service skills like yo i'm like treating that person to with the utmost fucking respect that i have yeah even if they're like being dicks and shit like i, I yo kill that shit with kindness like and that that goes again what you were saying it's like yo that that takes time to like build that. Like I was the first one to fight you, like in high school. Yeah. If you stepped on my shit, like I've literally football practice. Yeah. Fought kids, like yeah, throwing my shit on the ground. You know, really like, dumb. Why? Yeah, exactly. And looking back, it's like, damn, dude, I'm friends with that kid. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I fought kids like, even in college, like that yeah. kid. But then, four years later, that kind of fight, I was able to stop. You know what I mean? Like exactly. four years earlier, I wouldn't have been able to stop and seeing yeah. that kid like, ah, oh, he's bleeding, but. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, dude, it's the level of compassion you have to have. But then there's also a threshold where you have to understand, like, this is still your life. So your your decisions at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you want them to benefit your life, Period. not anyone else's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to understand that, like, yo, this is still your life. The decisions you make will affect you directly and your family members. Mm-hmm. And you want them to to shine a good light on you. Because, mm-hmm. like, yo, at the end of the day, I don't want to do anything that will disrespect my parents will disrespect my mother. Yeah. That's like one thing I would never want to do is like put myself in a situation where I'm going to do that. Yeah, facts. And like I've always like, any situation I've been in where it felt fucking weird or like, yo, this dude's offering me like coke. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all the way fucking set. Done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's shit like that. Whatever it is. It's like, nah. 
but I also saw that firsthand. Yeah. I saw people doing the complete opposite yes. in my family. Yes. So I had that experience. So I always think like, yo, these experiences that I, that I went through, whether they were good or bad, they led me to this shit where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm very content with that. Yeah. Like I would have, it would have yeah. traded some of those fucking like, you know, physical things I've seen with my parents or like just some of the shit I grew up with. Absolutely. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I would not be Gene Batista today. Exactly. I would not be that. Mm -hmm. You mean like I would probably be running the streets, like I grew up in that same neighborhood with everyone doing that kind of shit. And I saw that firsthand. I saw my dad the way he was originally. You know what I mean? Because my dad now is a very different person than my dad originally. One thousand. Not to get too far off topic, but it's like one of those things. You saw what not to do, and I chose to say to myself, like that is what I don't want to be. Exactly. It's not what I, you know, what I saw. I'm like, oh yeah, my dad's doing this, so I'm gonna do it. No, it's like I saw that and I said. I'm not gonna be that. Yeah. I'm not gonna be that because I know better. Yeah. And I saw that. Yeah. And that's kind of like the way I approach everything in life. It's like, yo, like, if I can learn from any experience, like, I'm gonna take that shit, like, and just use that as an experience to guide me further. And yeah. Like you said, you want to grow old, like, bro. There's nothing more in this life that I want to do than watch my girls and my boy grow fucking old and like achieve things in this life that yeah. I was never able to even have the opportunity to pursue facts you know what I mean like yeah. there's nothing more all I've wanted in my life is to be the best dad I could be and that shit sounds even cornier as I say it but like yeah. you would have asked me like 20 years ago like what I want to do and it's like I want to be the best dad I can be you know why because I saw what was happening yeah. you know what I mean yep. and that shit stuck with me mm-hmm. so that's why it kind of made me the, the way I am Yeah. and going even further back is like dude it takes a village because i also had a really good godfather yeah that showed me like yo he was a lieutenant he was uh at worcester county sheriff's department you know like he became a captain he retired as a captain like that that is also the other side i saw yeah i saw ex-convicts walking around main street like lieutenant darcy oh my god hey how are you and i'm like holy shit bruce like yo who was that dude like this dude got tats on his face and shit like what the fuck like yeah this is a and he's showing you respect five seven irish guy jacked as shit and they're coming up to him like, hey, man, I'm, I'm th- thank you, thank you. like. And he was like, you know why? You treat everyone with fucking respect. There's guys at the jail, there's CEOs at the jail who treat them like shit. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys. I treat them with the same fucking respect that they treat me. So when they see me on these streets, they give me that same respect back. And yeah. that shit, I was probably like 11 when I first saw that. And that shit blew my mind. Yep. You're in the same neighborhoods that I grew up. He didn't grow up in those neighborhoods. I grew up in those neighborhoods. Facts. He was Irish Catholic. He didn't yeah. grow up in, you know, Maine South and all that shit. Like, yeah. But he could go in there and walk a fucking mile and no one would ever question it. Yep. And he had that, always carried that same level of respect with everyone he interacted with. And I pay a lot of, like, the man I am to those two fathers, you know, the, my two fathers. Yeah. My bio dad and Bruce, my godfather. Yeah. No. Great relationship with my dad now, but it's like, yo... Yeah, to I go through some rough patches. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of growing. A lot mm-hmm. of growing. No, I think you, you brought up an important point of, of uh, two different strong types of, of uh, I don't know if mentors is necessarily the, the right word for what I'm describing, but, but it's two different uh, examples. You've got someone you want to be a lot more like, and you've got someone you, you know, you, you, you want to make sure you're not this example. And like, you know, a good non-harmful example, my dad was never on time, so I care about being on time. I'm, of course, uh, afflicted in the same mental health ways as my father, so I am neither. I'm not on time ever. Either. So, but anyways, I try not to be, and I care about it, and I feel a little bit bad for it every time. 
Yeah. Not enough to, to really change everything. <laughs> not enough to be on time, but <laughs> enough to think about it. Um, it, it. It's you brought up like you know becoming someone, be, be, being who you want to be because you don't want to, you, you don't want to be who someone was to you. You want to make sure that you it makes everyone feel a different, specific, great way. And it sounds like you've also managed to do that. Uh, you, you, you passionately. Your, your compassion is because you do care about everyone else, because you recognize how great it is to be there for everyone else. And it, it seems like that's the thing. It's most people don't ever get, like, like all from the very beginning, it's what you've described. You learned to care about others. Mm -hmm. And you learned how important it was to respect others and value them regardless. Most people, essentially, they, they hold everyone to the same criteria they hold themselves to. That's how we get the whole get a job attitude. It's, you know, it blows so many different mentalities out of the water. Like, life's things that just because they haven't experienced it. You know, everyone's doing things through their... The, way, the best way I've heard it described once was for someone who used to work with the uh, ACLU. He said uh, they can't see past their nose. And mm -hmm. that's really sort of what this is sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it, but, but then also they need to, you know, it, it's that empathy. If they gave a shit about everyone around them, if they wanted the world to be a better place for everyone, not just themselves, mm -hmm. it, you know, it would be so different. It'd be a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. Straight up, straight up. Absolutely. So what do you guys sing about? I, I love like lyric based cover we do a lot of no 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 okay. no, no we, we do a lot of covers um we obviously we write a lot like we're both like super like into writing and like you know just making music like I love music you know, like there's like there's so many jobs that I have like where I can like recall and like, probably pull up receipts like no bullshit like physical receipts where I was just sitting there at work only thing about music writing fucking songs on the back of receipts where there was lids where there was um, Worcester Showcase North. You know, yeah. It was like, yo, it was that early on. But, like, I also started late. Yeah. But, like, the shit we sing about is always very, like, lyric-based. Um, like, it, it's got to have a message. Like, I'm not going to just sing about So anything. you always design the lyrics and then the music? That For me personally, yes. Like, okay. I love something with a message. That's why I've gravitated towards country, which is super fucking weird, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a Puerto Rican. Yo, I was born in Puerto Rico. Came here <laughs> when I was five, like... Grew up in the fucking ghettos of Worcester, like the whole nine, and people look at me like, "Yo, what? You sing a country song?" And I'm like, "And I'm Puerto Rican. I look the way I do." I'm like, "Yes, the fuck I do." <laughs> I went down south to Florida. Okay, as but a then freshman. you want to actually give your like, I, I now need to. I'll, I'll look it up later. That sounds yeah. great. Oh, you know, it's it's because it's got like a very like. Imagine I only knew Spanish. Reggaeton, the whole shit, salsa, everything, bachata. That's what I that that's ingrained in me. So that that rhythm and blues, that beats, everything. But then you come here and it's like now, now it's casting, now it's it's fabulous, now it's Jay Z, now it's Nas, like that's the yeah. shit we were rapping on the fucking back of the bus, you know, like Facts. Zaki, like all these guys, like it's just like that's the. Then you're in that kind of environment. I get a baseball in college and I'm going down south, playing baseball in Florida in the middle of Lakeland, which is like Worcester with palm trees, you're like <laughs> fucking loose pipples and shit. Like I'm just like, yo, dudes asking me like, yo man, you got cocaine? And I'm just like, bro, I'm 18, like in college <laughs> at a private Catholic school at an Applebee's in the bathroom. Of course, <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like that country, but like every every station, no bullshit, country, country. And it's like not like old school, like Hank, Hank Williams and shit. like. Which I, I do enjoy some of the old shit, but like it was like new shit, like Sam Hunt, like which is like yo dead ass, like 
R and B put to a little bit of twang, yeah, yeah, and it's like that eight oh eights and shit like. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is real fucking familiar with me because it tells a story. Yeah, there is something. There's a lot of storytelling in storytelling. So I always grew up with poetry. Yes, and no one knew that I was. I was playing sports. I was captain in fucking everything: baseball, football, basketball. I could play soccer if I fucking wanted. You mean like anything? But it's like, no, no one knew I was like this big softie writing poems. And like, <laughs> it's the typical story. The jock, the jock is a big softie. Like, and guess who brought me there? Molly. Mm-hmm. Exhibit yes. A, Molly Jane. Yes. I'm 17. I'm like, yo, I need to fucking play music because this is the only thing I do not do right now. And I need to put it all together. I love music. Yeah. I, my, Tammy, my godmother, bought me a, a pawn shop $200 guitar with a case included hard shell. So you know it's a cheap ass guitar. <laughs> this shit lasted me for like two years and bro I didn't put this thing down like Molly showed me some songs uh, Mr. O'Neill history yeah teacher, Mr. O'Neill taught us some songs and like yo I just took that fucking ran with it we went to college and never looked back and just started playing every day every day every day yeah and like yeah that's that's I'm fucking passionate about this shit yeah man I loved it that's where it's at, man. Authenticity, bro. And shout out to Mr. O'Neill, man. Because he, he really put, um, I feel like he put a lot of confidence in a lot of kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, just being there. You know what I'm saying? Like, staying after staying after school just for the sake of playing guitar for kids and showing you how to play notes and shit. And, like, I would never walked into that room, but I would walked by that room. That was, like, that was in the Spanish wing, right? Right above the, the math wing of Doherty, right there. I've walked by that room a million times just seeing him there with the guitar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just showing kids, showing whoever, whoever was in there, you know, just playing. And I always thought that was amazing, something to look up to. It was like, yo, this dude, like, that to me, that's the epitome of a teacher. It's like, you give a fuck about these kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying your best to make a difference. And look, he did. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so endless shout outs to Mr. O'Neill, man. If you see that guy, Buy him a drink, get him a water, whatever he wants, man. <laughs> Fifteen years later, whatever the fuck it is, like maybe what? He's gonna be so mad yeah. we're doing this right now. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. I just think about that. Fifteen years later, like we're we're there as like doing this shit, like with yeah, music, and it all started like it started there spot in in Doherty Memorial High School. Show me a few chords, show me a few songs, and it's like mm-hmm. it's, it inspires you, and it's just like damn, dude, that's a, it's another avenue where it's not it's not football. Mm-hmm. I'm not like releasing my fucking pent up anger with yeah. my family situation on physically hurting kids and knocking their heads yeah. off. Yeah, it's not physically smoking a ball out of the fucking park. Yeah, I am getting everything out I need. Mm-hmm. Writing, hearing this music. Like, yeah, it's it's a vessel. It really you're feeling is. Like, it. You're yeah. feeling it rather than just expelling it and moving it pushing it yeah, on to somebody yeah. else you're feeling it moving through it mm-hmm. like it's coming through you and then going out as opposed to just coming from you and going out like it's 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 a full full circle process and like i'm sure you guys can attest like i've i've cried like my favorite songs i've ever written my favorite lyrics i've ever written i was crying my eyes out writing them like and i still have i keep all my notebooks for that reason because it's like my favorite favorite songs i've ever written you can see the wrinkles on the page. You can see little spots where there's salt deposits because I was crying, you know what I mean? And like, that to me means everything because it's like, that's the epitome of what I'm doing. That's the epitome of what I'm here for, to write music for is like, 
that's that's why I do it, you know, is because when I heard this song that made me think of my family situation or the, the loved one that passed away, it was like, it gave me that feeling. So if I can recreate that for somebody else and on top of that, release this this energy, then I'm winning. That's you everything. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, you're it's bliss. You're in someone musically. That shit is special. It's ever, bliss, yo, man. A little, like, kind of on top of a little bit. Have you ever seen Carlos Santana play at, uh, I think it was Woodstock, and he played, uh, I believe it was Europa. And, like, yo, that shit, if you've never watched it, I haven't watch that show. It tell is me. fucking wild. First of all, there is not a lyric the whole time. Yeah. But you feel it. And you fucking you see it. that. And, like, that's, like, I, like, from a young age, I, I loved Carlos Santana. Like, yeah. bro, like, this Amazing. is one of the only Spanish dudes doing this shit on the guitar. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, he's a go. Out here. So yeah. I'm just like, bro. Always seen it. Even when he was with Rob Thomas doing like you know a little poppy or stuff, it was like, dude, that's mm-hmm. Carlos. Yeah. You see know? that shit and like, dude, I, it's amazing the fucking way he just evokes emotion. The whole crowd is like melting. Yeah. And he's just him and his guitar hitting you with these notes that like, yo, you feel that shit like mm-hmm. in your chest, like you feel it in your soul. You know? Yeah. Facts. That's the kind of shit like I love about music. It's like, yo, you can literally deliver this lyrically, or you can, I can play you something so musical that yo you will I will construe exactly what I need you to to feel mm-hmm. through these this this music these notes everything like, yeah. that shit's cool yep it's the thing art is about it's about making people feel hell yeah yeah man straight up and it's like you said with the, the the name it's it's interpretive but it doesn't really matter what they feel it matters that it makes them feel and then it matters to them what how it feels. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, everyone's gonna have their own like interpretation of a song. You know what I mean? Like I could have written a song. Like I went, I have written songs. Like you said, it meant a very certain kind of thing with me. Yeah. And it was about like this, whether it was a breakup or a makeup or whatever it is. You know what I mean? But like to the listeners, like yo, that shit hit home with them, and like it hit home with their situation at home. Yeah. And that's like that fucking means way more than like anything else. You know what I mean? Like that's dope. Straight up. Straight up, man. And, like, it happens to me a lot, too, with rap because I'm rapping and sometimes it's a little too fast for people to understand what I'm saying or my um, my terminology is a little different from what they're used to hearing. So, like, all the time people will, like, send me, like, send me messages that are like, yo, when you said X, Y, and Z, and I'll be like, yo, that actually isn't the lyric, but the fact that you thought that's what I said... I'm like, I'm cool with that, bro. It makes you think a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, But like, could you add captions? No, I could. And that's 1000%. And like, I've seen it, I've seen it in in countless music videos or like even lyric videos. I love lyric videos, but I've never, I've never found someone or I've never actually looked for someone that could like just do that for me. But like, I would love to just have some of my songs just be a lyric video. No actual music video, just lyrics like coming across the screen in creative ways for people to read it. I don't know what it is, but I hate. I, I hate lyric videos. You and I them. have one. And I have one and I hate them. I think it's I think it's because when reading lyrics Yeah. You don't get the same feeling from it than than hearing it. Yes. I get needing to know what the lyrics are. Yes. But yes. having them go across the screen as the music is going to yes. me is like you're you're missing the mark. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Mark. You're no, taking something that. away from it. I feel You know, because now you're focused on reading rather yes. than actually feeling and listening. Yes, yes. And I feel like that's the same reason why a lot of people don't like subtitles in their anime. is because it's like, okay, well, now I have to read 
while I process this entire like cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. And it kind of fucks it's it up. It's difficult to do both things at once. It's hard to juggle, and if you don't, if you're not trained for that, then it's like it's very off-putting. You know what I mean? Like, and I brought I this happened. I brought my cousin uh, Nicole to an anime movie last time she was here. She's in Puerto Rico. I brought her to this movie because I'm like. It wasn't the Demon Slayer. It was something else. It might have been. De- it might have been. It might have been Demon Slayer because I got her into Demon Slayer and then I brought her to the movies to watch it. And she had specifically, explicitly said, "We need to go to the dub." She's Puerto Rican. Like she's yeah. she's good with English. She's great with English for never like never coming and living in America. So she's really good. Like by all means. But she was like. Bring me to the dub. Like, I want to enjoy this shit. Yeah. I don't want to have to read in this second language that I don't even understand all the words yet. Yeah, yeah. And I did my best. I, I being me, was like, put it in my calendar as the subtitle because, God forbid, I ever watch something in dub. So I'm like, my calendar says this. Yeah, we're going. We get there. <laughs> And like the movie starts, and it's in Japanese. <laughs> and she just looks at me like pendejo. I told you. <laughs> I fucking told you. Put it in dub. But it's like, oops. I was like, sorry. <laughs> but we still, we still very much enjoyed it. And like she kept along as good as she could. But like I know it would have been a greater experience for her had it been in English, and she didn't have to read it. You know what I mean? How did you guys feel about? Um, what was that one? Uh, Squid Game. I love that show. Yeah, that was dope. We and, and I feel like that shit. I feel like it's that's that's gonna be a real thing at some point if it's not already. Yeah, it's, not, but it's, it's a very like, dude. It's a humanistic approach to like what the fuck we're doing with ourselves, and I, I love that. Like the Korean made films, like they use a lot of like that, like psychology that we currently kind of have. Yeah, and like make it like put it to an extreme to really like make it like a hyperbole, like yo, like. This is how crazy this shit could be, starting from like this small idea of like how like inconsiderate we are about everyone else and how cutthroat we are. Yeah, and we will literally fucking kill our best friend to do this shit, which is wild. Yeah, because there's dead ass people like that in the world. Thanks. And that's Thanks. why, yo, conversation with my little nephew this this afternoon. He's thirteen. Something like I was had him over. He missed his permission slip thing. Put him on the field trip. Oh, we're playing Madden the whole time, and I'm just telling him. Because he's asking me after a little bit, and we're, we're having, like, real conversation. You know, he's at a real upbringing. Yeah. Um, but I'm letting him know, I'm like, bro, trust me, you will experience shit in these next few years that will let you know who your friends are. Yes. Make sure you see those things, understand those things, and highlight who those people are. Because not everyone is your friend. Yes. Not everyone is your friend. Yeah. And I fucking repeat that to him because... His his father, my brother, a lot of times will think or assume a lot of these new acquaintances are, yo, he's got something, you know, like he's yeah. going to do something for me. Or like, yo, this guy, now he's got my back. Or That's my ace. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, good dude. And I'm like, yo, when shit hits the fan, see who's around you. Mm-hmm. Those are your friends. Because a lot of times, like, when shit hits the fan, people fucking dip yes. and just leave you out to dry. And I keep telling them, that I'm like, again... It's, it's strong words for a 13-year-old, but, like, the way he's been brought up is, like, yo, he needs to hear this because That's he's living the toughest in, thing in he's Worcester. Heard. No, no, not, yeah. not even fucking close. You know? he's, <laughs> like, he's in Worcester. He's living as a Puerto Rican male in this middle of Worcester, in the ghetto, doing all this shit, like, hanging out with his friends. He's a basketball kid. 
So I understand yeah. like the the what happens in those yeah. kind of environments. One thousand. Yeah. And it's just like yo, I want you to be equipped for this shit because if you don't have that, like that mindset going into this, and you get lost, you go down. You know what I mean? Like there, there's it's set up situations for, I can help you with. Yeah. There's a lot of situations I will not be able to help you with. So can you actually elaborate? Because uh, there's going to be a lot of our listeners who actually have no clue what you're referring to, what things he might be concerned about, what kind of things he could fall oh, into yeah, without absolutely. realizing um, it. Gang violence. That's that's the easiest one. Yeah. He was living in the valley. You know the valley. Like, yep. We all know the valley. The valley is a very rough place. I know it's a lot better than now. You know what I mean? Like I was working there for a couple years and shit just till recently until I was able to leave that shit. Yeah. And like per- try to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now that's that's a rough ass place. You know, yeah. murders, like shootouts, like I've seen like there and shit. Yo, it happens. Mm-hmm. But he was also like, it starts at a fucking young age. And that's what people don't understand. It's like, yo, you can be 13, 14, 15 years old just getting introduced to the wrong guy who wants you, who sees like, yo, this kid's charismatic. This kid's got something. This kid can fight. This kid can ball. Whatever the fuck it is. They want you to be a part of that. Yeah. They're gonna tell you like, yo, we got you, we got you, we got you. Oh, we got his back. They might jump some dudes that did did you wrong, and now you're like, yo, those are my friends, and now you're in their fucking gang. Yeah. And it's like, bro, this shit is not for you. And mm-hmm. I let him know exactly that. Obviously, his dad does his best, and like he's got four all to himself, which is like, bro, that's wild. That's like a, He's a triple single job. dad raising four children. Yeah. Well, Three boys and a girl. Youngest. You know what I mean? Like, so, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that can go south. And I let him know exactly the way it can go. Yeah. And what these situations that I've personally experienced and what I've gone through so he doesn't make those same mistakes. It's like, if, if I can give him anything and I can show him, like, yo, use this shit to get a baseball scholarship, get a basketball, get the fuck out of Worcester. Yeah. Do something with this with this talent that you have and do it mm-hmm. get out get your education get the job that you need and understand that in this life this is your life yeah no one is going to live this for you no one's going to make the mistakes for you no one's going to make the right choices for you you got it that's all no, you and no do one's going to fix it for you no either. one's going to fix it not his dad not i not his grandfather no one i think you so you want you tied back into communities because you were talking about like that's the other thing is is the extent people go not just to become part of communities but to grow their own communities yeah uh like trying to like you know tell so and then the other the other aspect of that is the the kind of parental uh the the, the control thing it's what the people are trying to escape what people are trying to get away from is essentially the it's not not the home life, but but it's the they're they're trying to someone's everyone's trying to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's I guess what I'm trying to say. Sorry, completely lost my train of thought. Right um, I was directly responding to the second part of what you said about uh, telling oh telling to get out of Worcester. Um, but 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 the important part is is not is is essentially following his like I guess what I'm trying to say is getting out of Worcester might be unattainable, um, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it, trying to tell someone to get out of Worcester could like it's it, it's easy to still stay healthy and stay successful within Worcester. Yeah, but, but, oh, but absolutely. And it's not not so much as like get like physically leave Worcester, but like leave. Those the mentality, men, like exactly those mentalities, like those little fucking things of Worcester that like are still like, yo, we gotta be better about this shit. Like mm-hmm. we are a community, and the sooner people understand that, it's like, damn, mm-hmm. 
yo, we're not sticking up the fucking guy at 7-Eleven because, like, that's my boy. You know? Yeah. Rocco, I know you, 7-Eleven yeah. on Stafford. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, those kind of things are, are teaching moments. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like, no, this is a community. It takes a village and it really does. You know, like, whether it's talking to your uncle, talking to your dad, talking to, like, the neighbor, understanding and seeing different dynamics around people in different cultures, different identities, everything. It's all like a mixing pot. And like we're we're a great re- representation of that. Like Worcester's dope. Dude, I don't try, don't get me wrong, like I love Worcester. Like I I'm fucking raised here since I was six years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love Worcester. And we're on the up and up. Like we're we'll probably be the next Boston. Yeah. The way they're you know, the rate that it's going now. But like damn, like there's still some things that you see in Worcester and and you're just like, yo, we gotta be better about that shit. Like mm-hmm. we are we're we're a community. Like mm-hmm. dog. Like whether it's you know, supporting each other in the music scene. So fucking yeah. supporting each other with raising our children. You know what I mean? Like yeah. having those things, you know what I mean? Making the community cleaner, safer. Yeah. Holding each other accountable to make you know, that shit safe. That goes a, a long way, man. Like and you see a couple of these towns, like the way they are, it's like, bro, like they, everyone knows their fucking neighbors. You know what I mean? It's like damn, like just something as small as that. Like you know every neighbor on your street, like damn, that's a safer that's a safer neighborhood right there. Straight up. You know what I mean? I, I was walking around uh, actually this morning a street in Shrewsbury, and I, I remarked uh, about how much people how, how much people pay how much more people pay to be part of those communities. Mm-hmm. And the person who was walking and said, "Well, there's this good school system too." I'm like, "Yeah, that's part of the community." Oh, absolutely. But but like you know, you take any of those buildings and drop them in a small town in the south, and they're like half as much. People people care about being around. People, I don't know, people try so hard to be where, I don't know, where they're accepted, where they can be with people like them. Yeah. And that's the thing, is everyone wants to kind of be accepted, and mm-hmm. they need to start with that themselves, but with that lo- the level of insight it requires to, to take accountability, uh, people don't often, it's just never seen, it seems to conflict with their identity. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, what community they want to be part of, but the communities around them are, you know, like you were saying, it's it's really, really easy to to go slightly wrong route and end up in a dangerous place. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's like the acceptance things, that, that goes a long way, dude. Like, I've walked into so many places where it's like, I'm about to play a show. I walk in with a guitar. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm dark-skinned. I, I got a goatee, I have a beard, whatever the fuck you want to call this. Yeah. Backwards cap. And it's like... A movie like you know the DJs. You know, you know they assume shit. You know they assume shit. We had that happen recently in like Oxford, and it was like one guy like, "Yo, are you a DJ or something?" And I'm like, "Dude, that's okay, dude. Like, nah, I'm not. I sing and play acoustic guitar. I'm a lead singer." Like, yeah. I don't claim him. Thirty minutes later, I don't claim ask, him. He's not dude, one of dude's mine. Dude's asking me the same shit. Like, are you gonna play country? And I'm like. Just so happens, yeah, dude. I'm about to bless you with some real good music. Yeah, you're, some of you're about country, to get shut the fuck up. We play with some hip hop. We play some Biggie. Like all Just our stick around and find out. All this exactly. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, damn. Like you're completely looking at me and thinking a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like you know. And the but the beautiful part of that is that you're able, you're you're not only willing to take that on the chin and be like, like cool. I get it. You're coming from this mindset. This is where I'm at. This is what I look like to you. Cool. But then at the end of it is that you get to bless them with your performance because you and I both know the minute that you're finished, 
that motherfucker is the first one to come up and shake your hand like oh my god you are you're amazing you are this and that you know what i mean and it's a blessing and a curse because you have to deal with those punches just to get to the end of like the end of that road which is hey man i told you at the beginning of this conversation we can all be friends but now that you see where i'm coming from now you get it on the flip side of that though so that certain night yeah i was feeling a certain type of way because it, it happened twice and then felix came my god brother who yeah i fucking love and adore they all felix came my whole fucking like other side of the family like my god parents like the whole night, like Puerto Ricans, like they represented that night. You know, they represented yeah. that night. Stein was there. Stein's oh, right. word! You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yo, yeah, yeah. so like we went into little. They they just came in randomly into little old Oxford, middle of the set, and just took over. And everyone's head turned. You it was know what I mean? Awesome. The same fucking guy yeah. gives him that little like. Ended up like kicking this dude like like yeah. on the back of the, th- and this is Felix, bro. Like yeah. Felix. I watched him box, my guy. Like, he will <laughs> knock out the biggest dude. Like, With yeah. a big-ass smile on his face, too. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, like, he just turned around and he's like, don't you ever fucking touch me again in your life. Like, what the fuck? I'm not a dog. Don't yeah. fucking teach me. Or don't don't kick me. Facts. And, and the guy's like, oh, uh, I just want to say hi. And it's like, no, the fuck mm, you did. That's it's the same guy that was originally there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that kind of shit. It's like, so I felt a certain type of way because I'm like, damn, dude, like, why the fuck do I always have to prove myself in little yeah. situations like this? Like, yes. I, I should not have to step in a place and prove myself. Yeah. I am who the fuck I am. Yeah. I'm going to play you some shit. I'm going to play you country. I'm going to play you R&B. I'm going to play you this and that. I don't care where I am, what town I'm in. Yeah. I should not have to step in a place and prove myself. Word. You know what I mean like that? I, I don't feel like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, damn, dude, that that certain guy gave me that certain vibe. And I'm like, you knew. it's one of those days. You knew what you it was. Like, I, I got to fucking, I got to be extra just to, to give yeah. you that little bit of like, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's like, like oh, damn, shit. it shouldn't be like that, dude. Like, no, it really shouldn't. Be better really about shouldn't. that shit. It should never be like that. No, no. No, and there's, I feel like there's a lot of things in our, in our society as Americans that pit us against each other and that make it so that that is the desired interaction. You know what I mean? Like, discord is enforced. You know what I mean? Like, diversity is is not always approved of. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, just like, just that, that tension. That tension is, is like reinforced. It's like, it's almost like it's, it's being fed on a very, very macro level. That it's, that, it's, it's that affirmation, like, see, I knew this would turn out this way yes. because this person showed up. Yes. Like, see it, how it is. Exactly. And I, I was having a conversation, I forget with who, um, about something. I don't even, I don't even remember the situation, but it was like, it was something to that effect where it was like, this was the crowd and then something goes awry and then the person was like, see, I knew, like, yeah. or it wasn't even see, it was like, um, oh, it was bound to happen. And it's like, fam, like, n- this could have been prevented a multitude of ways, but all you're focusing on is the negative. And that's like, we got to start. confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah. And we got to yeah. focus on the positive because if we, if we continue to feed these mindsets of it was bound to happen or see what happens when X, Y, and Z, then yeah, 
you're, like manifestation you, is real. You're looking for that shit, and then and then it happened. And then it happened exactly. It's like manifestation. I I am a heavy believer in manifestation. Like yeah. the yes. things you put out into the universe, they're gonna come to fruition whether it's now or in ten years. Like mm-hmm. you keep thinking about it, you keep having that like, yeah, oh yeah, this person's that way, and this person's that way. Somebody's gonna show you that, and then that's what you're gonna focus on. The same yeah. way when you buy a new car. I was car, right that one time. Yeah, it's like yeah. you see that new car everywhere now. It's the same idea yeah. where it's like, you like your mind is so like fickle at times that it's like you're hyper focused on certain things. Where it's if you just open your mind to like, bro, like you know how complex our brains are and our personalities yeah. are and like our communities are like. Of course, you're gonna find a bad apple in, in every situation. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I've got a great response to that apple. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. You guys on board with being part of this? Yeah. You sure? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So, um, okay. Uh, so essentially, uh, okay. The end result. Uh, if there's only a few bad apples, then what are the good apples? Just like really bad at their job. Like their job is to fucking catch the bad apples, right? bad people or whatever like yeah that's it that's it that's fucking it okay so if there's bad apples that's it there's a few bad apples the rest of them the guys that are supposed to catch bad guys they suck at it that's it that's the joke that's it (laughs) uh it's not actually a real thing it's just like i don't fucking understand the bad apple argument like that is their argument is that no, 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 it's just a few bad cops easily hiding for decades among the good cops yeah yes yes and that's yeah Yeah. no and and yeah, yeah, no, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. I fuck with that. I fuck with the because what, what, what should have happened like, prior to that? It's like, how did the system get yay far without understanding like, damn, like we got a fucking ton of rotten apples. Exactly. That, yeah, it's I like, understand. oh, so now it's just a few, and the, like, so what happened to all the other ones that are just sitting in the basement? rotting to hell or are in upper management yeah, or infecting the other apples and it's like that just have a nice look neoprene skin you know what i mean it's like there's some really good metaphor somewhere around here about orchards yes like, yes you know it's not one bad there, there's a few bad orchards there's a, yeah there's a there's a ton of bad orchards yeah right, have you seen that shit in la where they had that whole like the kill squad or whatever the fuck it was like i had read that that article about they had a whole like precinct in LA, I, bl- I want to say it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Where they literally had, it, like, they all had group tattoos and oh. shit like that. And they had to, like, murder someone or some shit like that. Like, shoot. Uh, yo, SBU look this shit up. did an episode about that. Wild. I mean, not Fucking SBU, wild. Oh, okay. This shit was, like, in, like, the last couple years. It wasn't, like, 90s. It was, like, nah, this was, like... They probably had it then, too. 2019. You mean, like... I thought I heard gunshots could have been a shitty car. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> not sure. We we are in Kelly Square, um, but no, that's spooky. Yeah. That's spooky. But that shit is everywhere. And I mean, years back when like when we were invading Iraq and shit, if you were anywhere near like forums or quote unquote the dark web, you could see firsthand like some of the atrocities that people like in power or that has had some sort of authoritative position in the military or whatever like some of the shit that these people were doing and it's like that shit is scary because it's like bro not only are you reinforcing your belief systems on an entire group of people but you're harming them actively and 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 intentionally like this is your whole mission statement is to kill and harm 
brown and black people. And just because it's overseas doesn't, like, that doesn't mean shit, bro. Like, this is still, and, and that shit spooked me to the bone. Like, to see, I seen, like, just a video of, like, military, like, this, this one military group that was, like, just saying, like, awful, awful shit. And, like, just videos of them killing people and, like, running into spots and, like, ripping the moms away from the kids and, like, just really horrific shit, you know what I mean? And it put me on to the, the thought that this is happening daily. This is happening hourly, minute, like, every minute that goes by. It's that bad apple thing you were talking about. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I know people on the flip side like that. You probably know Joe mm -hmm. Thomas. Yeah. My yeah. man served overseas, and he was fucking boots on the ground. Yes. And he absolutely is a heart of gold kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, facts. When the shit, when we left Iraq, he was fucking distraught because we left behind so many fucking people that were helping us and were on our side. Yeah. And we just fucking stranded them there to get fed to the fucking wolves. You Straight mean, like, up. So, I, like, it wasn't all bad, but, like, I guarantee you, like, there was bad apples. And there was even a story of, like, the, the commander or, like, the whatever lieutenant, whatever the fucking position he was, he, like, had killed a dude that was already being restrained or some shit like that. And that wasn't his first offense. I, I don't know if you get... Like, I think he got pardoned by Trump and that was like a big thing because like, yeah. yo, this dude, his whole like unit were like turning on him. They're like, dude, this dude's tapped. He's murdering people. Yeah, straight up. So like, there are those like completely rotten apples. Mm -hmm. But why is it so fucking hard to weed those guys well, out? I mean, like, uh, like I think it was, it was actually uh, shortly over a year ago, uh, uh, came up on my Facebook memories. The, uh, cop uh, shot someone and claimed she thought it was her taser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she went to the wrong apartment or some shit. Was that that one? No, no. no. This was this was the person was in the car, right? I believe. Yeah. I, I don't actually. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, this is actually part of the problem. It was like on the highway. I, I, I don't. Th this is actually part of the problem. I don't actually even know this person. This person's victims. Uh, who she killed's name. Um, mm. But uh, which is you know actually a problem. I should learn that name if I'm about actual. For what it's worth, I don't know this woman's name either. I just know the taser. Yeah. Um, but the, the she uh, pulled the taser, uh, sorry, pulled the gun and claimed it was a taser. Yeah. And uh, it, it turns out that this person, one, had been a cop for, like, almost two decades, and two, uh, ran instruction, like, was teaching other cops. And, like, this is, this is such a perfect metaphor of bad apple teaching other bad, ma not metaphor, but such a perfect example yeah. of, like, the bad apple in charge educating the other bad apples on how to be bad apples. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how we have a systematic problem. Mm -hmm. This is such a clear cut. Um, and I, I think... Um, I, I, I believe the person who shot George Floyd was also a uh, uh, educator. Like, I think he was a trainer for some things. Like, this mm -hmm. is, like, that's the problem, is these yep. people are teaching other people. Yep. Yeah. And you saw, like, a, two of those guys were, like, second or third fucking day. And it's yeah. like, damn. Mm -hmm. Like, I would never tell my boss what the fuck to do in, in two days in. You know what I mean? Like, God, damn, like, I would hope, like, I would have the courage to, like, you know, step in, but, like, that is a fucking big situation to be put in. Mm -hmm. And like, yo, you're, this is your first, second day on the job. Like that shit, that's wild. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to compare situations because they're not the same at all. But I think um, I worked for um, like an outreach program. Yeah. The luck situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever heard about it. I wouldn't be surprised if you did or not, but we were working with kids um, 
you know, in foster care or kids that needed, uh, you know, extra help, something to do. Yeah. Um, and there was a situation where I actually had a kid who's, I was friends with their father. And knowing morally, like, this is this kid's father. Yeah. Who he now has no contact with. Mm. Because of whatever situation that happened in the past. Um, had to make a decision. Like, do I cross the line where I know I'm going to get in trouble for this if I get caught? Yeah. Let this dude have contact with his kid. Mm. And I think it just comes down to, is your job more important than the life that's in front of you? Yeah. If you can't separate the two, then you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be working in that field. Yeah. Um, long story short, DCF got involved. And it turned out that because of what I did, now he has contact with his son. Beautiful. But... Ultimately, I got looked at a certain way. Yeah, by your peers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. It comes back to community. That's part of, like, one of the big issues with the police is, you know, bringing it back to, to that, is it's it's not just, like, the one or two. It's that they all kind of, like, if one or two is bad, the others hide them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it really or is. Or cape for them. The good apples are still complicit. And that's what was crazy about the situation, because they're like, oh, like... Um, we heard that you were taking pictures and sending them to his father. And I was like, no, but we all take pictures of the group activities and we put them on a laptop for us to watch at the end of the program and, you know, have a pizza party or whatever. And then DCF agent was like, this is no longer about you. Now they're looking at the program. Like, mm. all right, why are you taking pictures of these kids? Like, this is... Yeah. This is a big no-no. Yeah. And so I was like, for a second, I was like... Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, like, um, but ultimately, like, they, they all, they were like, you didn't, you're not fired. Like, you can come back and work for us still. I'm like, no, the way you guys treated me after that yeah. was like, hostile. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, it's the same thing with people in organizations. You were saying that earlier. It's you really learn the most about people when they're upset with you, when there's something yeah. against you, when they're not on your side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing with, with employment places, uh, with, with jobs, you, you know, you, you never... Yeah, you figure out real quickly if you are replaceable or, like, you are an asset to that company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of fucking companies will treat you as a replaceable thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit. Even while you're an asset. Oh, dude, it's wild. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's you know crazy. How, so, you know how often we get utilized for, like, bilingual translation and things like that? It's like, bro, I... At the drop daily, of a dime. Like, I feel like I'm speaking to Brazilians more often than Spanish. <laughs> Straight up, just because they're just because they're someone who's Spanish. Like, bro, like I'm speaking Puerto Rican, slaying the fuck ass Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is not the like tradition. This, this ain't the shit you learned in high school, bro. <laughs> yes. Like this, this is like yo, mira, get, mira eso, eso que está pasando ahí, mira, acho, eh. It's like, bro, what? Like, you know, it's like, huh? Nobody knows. But, like, then they're like, eh, I follow, and, uh, and I'm like, yo, what? It's like, I don't know. I but, like, somehow we got to yeah. translate. It's like, bro, like, yo, if you're going to utilize this shit, like, can you fucking start? Can you compensate me for it? Yeah. A little bit of something? Like, bro, like, 
I'm struggling with to understand. <laughs> he understands me. I don't understand him at all. Because like you know, like our slang as Spanish is like very uh, easy to kind of understand for like most dialects. It's like yeah. oh, oh, they're speaking that Puerto Rican ass shit, you know? <laughs> and they get it. But it's like when they are speaking a very different, distinct dialect. It's yeah. like oh shit. It's like oh, I actually or, don't or know even what you're I mean Portuguese in general. It's like we have very very similar language. Yeah. But then other words, you're just like, huh? Literally, bro, the, it'll be like, yo, somebody was Filio saying... Filio and filia. That's girl and boy, or, or boy and girl. Yes. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Hijo, hija. But it's like, it kind of... Yeah. But it's like, okay, I can kind of put no, that kind up. But Lord Jesus. No, and I've, I've heard somebody speaking Italian, and I was like, oh, is that Portuguese? Like, I feel like Italian and Portuguese are closer sometimes than Spanish and Portuguese. But people will be like, yo... Can you just go talk to her real quick? Like, she needs something. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what would we do if it's an Asian person? We, we don't have an Asian employee, so, like... <laughs> We're just asked they out? they speak any of the Chinese dialects, yeah. Asian... Di- you know, what, 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 what are these... There's a million other languages, yeah. Facts. So, what, how, what would we do in that situation? <laughs> Pull up Google Translate? So, how about you do that? I mean, that's what I do when... Because, like, I, I don't know... I mean, I, I, I took, like, a few classes of Spanish uh, when I was... 11? Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> I, I, know, I know how to introduce myself, tell people when my name is, uh, ask where the bathroom, where the library is, and uh, tell people. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone's home says, like, hey, 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 I mean, like, I, I guess that's sort of useful if I want to, like, get on the internet. That's someday going to be helpful, and I will be like, oh, my God, the one thing I remember from public school. Or, for, or so just so yeah. you can find the English-Spanish dictionary in the <laughs> library. <laughs> learn, learn what you actually mean. It's like, I'm going to go to the library. <laughs> but, like, when, when a customer walks in, I mean, we, we use Google Translate, and it's it's functional. It's, yeah. not, it's not the best, but, oh, wait, that's the other one. Quanto, how much? I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a difference when like, yo, I'm walking in and I'm about to, I'm not even punched in yet. And they're like, hey man, so we've been dealing with this guy for like 45, 30, an hour. I don't know, man. And like, I think he understands like what we're getting at, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> My guy, I, I like, I just smoked like maybe two hours ago. I'm just getting in. On this part-time basic ass job that I literally do not want to be part of and I want to fucking pursue music for the rest of my goddamn life I'm gonna go ahead and say no you're yeah. like yo and it's, I'm never like I'm a Mr. fucking yes man I'm always yeah, like yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah I'll do that I got oh, you, bro. Yeah, I got yeah, no, you. no no worries dude. oh you need me to speak this oh yeah yeah let me fucking uh, cool let me give it my I'll best I'll give my fucking grade A college try effort you know but like my guy at some point it's like yo I need to start being more by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And start understanding, like, bro, y'all, y'all are using and abusing. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Y'all want this? Pay me. Pay for me. It. Pay yes. Me. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's been state jobs I've had, mm-hmm. nonprofits. Like, you don't get anything extra for being able to speak multiple dialects, you don't. Into, uh, multiple languages, multiple nope. anything. You just it's get like, hired. No, you're, you're just like, no, you're you're just gonna wish the housing. Fucking who? You're just gonna do that. Perfect. One of the worst ones. You can speak whatever the fuck you want. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And trust me, you will not get any kind of recognition, anything, anything. Yeah. You can help people buy their new first fucking house. 
you can help them get a job, you can help them do this, and trust me, at the very end of it, you will be looked at like, okay, you're doing the bare minimum. They're like, how the fuck am I? Right. I how did you quantify that? Yeah. If I'm doing the bare minimum, what the fuck what are y'all doing? You doing? Yeah, straight up. Holy shit, you know what I mean? I'm going to take my turn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So beyond music, what do you guys do? Beyond music, so me personally, um, right now, I was able to quit my full-time job since last year. For fun, not 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 uh. No, because we're pursuing music and we're doing that well with it right now. You know, we're booking enough gigs where it's not a complete detriment no, no, no. to my I mean, family. For fun, like hobbies. What what do you guys like? What are your passions? My pa- literally music. Like okay. I'm really so like- fucking passionate about music. Like it's not even it's not even funny. Like I love music. Like everything and anything about music. Like when I tell people like what I do is like yo. Uh, it's music. I I do music. Like uh-huh. I'm a fucking musician. Like I am gonna pursue this shit until until I die. You know what I mean? Like, this is, I'm finally at a point where I was able to leave my full-time. I'm able to just kind of, like, do things that I am passionate about, which is music. And so then I, I guess the really important question there is how are you able to leave your full-time? Like, to someone else who... Oh, I got my wife. I got, <laughs> I got, I got a very, a very wife. amazing wife, um, Estella, who literally, like, she holds it down, dude. Like, she, she is actually now working at... Um, South as a therapist. So she's an amazing woman, um, and very, very, you know, cut from the same kind of cloth that I am, and that's why we get along so well, um, and have very similar ideologies and you know thought processes. But that's really ultimately what it is. I, I have a Wonder. an awesome significant other who supports me and pushes me to do this shit. Like, so I, if it was up to me, I would have not be in that fucking same predicament. I would not be pursuing this. You know, like, I was always scared and, like, second-guessing and doing these things and, like, am I good enough? And, oh, comparing myself to other people, like, ah, I don't know, man, like, but until you get out there and start doing this shit and start getting that first-hand feedback and seeing some of these places where I'm walking in and you get those initial looks like I was talking about, you're like, ooh, is that, is that a dark-skinned man with a guitar, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Until you get those looks and then see the feedback after, that, I think, was was the biggest thing. The, the biggest thing to, 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 to my confidence. It's like, dude, yeah. like, I, I walk, in a, I walk into the Belfont in Millbury, and I specifically <laughs> remember this shit. Like, yo, I walk in, and like, this is what I'm like, Jack, dude, I'm like, Three kids go, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, sw- I'm I mean, I'm in okay shape, yeah. but like, Lord Jesus, I look fucking jacked for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk into the Belfana. It's summer, midsummer. I'm wearing like a tank top shirt kind of thing, like no sleeves and stuff like that, because it's threat. out of shit, and He's I'm jacked. So fuck it, why He's not? He's a threat. <laughs> I walk in with a guitar. I'm like, bro, these people look at me like, you again, DJ scratch, like, <laughs> everyone's head turns. And this is like years ago when I was still meeting out Molly and stuff like that. It's just a duet kind of thing where we're playing. It's like you come out here to this honky tonk bar. And no, no, no. <laughs> Seriously. And, and I show up me. and no bullshit. It's just like, uh, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, oh, hi. Hey, I'm Gene. Shut the fuck up. There's no okay. word right here. Put my shit down. Right now. 
after we played, this dude walks up to me. No bullshit, like, looked like a motherfucking hell's angel type of guy. <laughs> Vest, Sounds about tats right. on the back, like, you know what I mean? Like, has this shit. Like, I can't remember what it said because I was nervous. He was, I'm only five seven and a half, so motherfucker, this guy was like 6'2". I'm like, oh, shit, at least 6'2", because, like, Lord, I was looking up. So, yo, this guy was just like, hey, man, I, I, I loved your voice, man, and I really fucking appreciate everything. You, hey, it was a great show. And I'm just like... <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Like, I really appreciate that shit. Can like, you walk me to my car? <laughs> yo, like, you know, one of those things, like, was he, it's coming to beat me out. Yeah. Is he punching me? Like, what the fuck? And he, like, literally, like, was just so, like, appreciative of the music. And, like, dude, like, he appreciated the my musicality and I was like dude thank you yeah like shit that's what I'm here for and that yo that was like the the turn of the dial right there like and that was like years ago like I can't even remember that's when I first really started playing out with Molly like yeah back in like those days like yeah that must that's be like, like 2012 six, six seven 2012 I don't know I'm terrible with time 10 years like, ago 2012 100 years ago I don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> like, 2012 it, it, that shit helps no that's wonderful back when we had the Vanguard the Vanguard, Yo. yes. Those are good times. I miss yes. those days. Those are good. So I could speak about that forever, but I'd much rather have you guys talk about it. Yeah, what's the what, Vanguard? What's the Vanguard, oh, you know the Vanguard? And what was, how did it make you feel? Let, expand on it. Yeah, I know nothing about this. Tell me about I, the Vanguard. I wish we started the Vanguard now yeah. rather than then. Yes. I feel like we would have we would have been fucking powerhouse of Worcester. Like, yeah. I really do. Is this a collective? Is this a yeah? Yeah. So, so the Vanguard. What is the Vanguard? I don't even know. Like it was, it was all right. So we have Gene who loves country. We have <laughs> Molly Jane. I came in late though. Yeah, I came yeah. in late. So you guys were already established. Yeah. So don't don't, don't be in. Cause all right. So I was, I'll say this. I was the last. How did, how did it start? How did it? I'll how say did it end up? So I met me and Danny. Had, we've been go, we went to school together. Yeah. But we didn't really know each other until about 2012. Yeah. Um, at the Raven yes. when I was on the same bill as them which I still don't understand why I'd be put on a hip hop bill it happened to me constantly I'd be the only acoustic the artist and I don't understand why I didn't have any hip hop shit or anything um, but for whatever reason whatever stuff I played somehow mixed with the hip hop scene. Cool. Hey, hey, okay. Now, now you got some hip hop shit though. Now we, I have we, some. Yo, hip -hop yo, shit. we been playing some Biggie. We'll play some fucking Lauryn Hill, yep. Fire. Fuji type shit. Like yo, we get it. It would make no sense diggity, now. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Goes back no to the yo, we play yep. some no, shit. No, 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 she yeah. fucking Fire. kills it, dude. Like best vocalist out here. No, no, uh, no cap. No cap. Not at all. But uh, anyway. Continue. <laughs> continue. No, you're fine. You're fine. No, I, that's that's a much needed plug. Like. I still don't understand it to this day, like, being put on hip-hop bills, being the only acoustic artist. Solo, too. Like, I don't have anything behind me. No, Just like, you and eight a or anything like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> never understood, but somehow it worked. It did. Always. And so, um, got connected with Danny there um, with Leon Legacy. Shout out Leon Legacy. Shout out Leon Legacy, mm -hmm. aka Kid Icarus. Kid for the old Icarus, yes. Dope lyricist. Yes. Oh my God, Shit. one of one of my favorite artists, top five out of like even like you know, Dave Matthews and all that. He's up there yeah. for me anyway. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
She he had a DMB shirt on right now. Just saying. I don't actually. I don't. I don't <laughs> even have a necklace first on right now. Good, right? <laughs> um, so Leon had come up to me and was like, "Hey, I want to start. I want to start a band." And I think he originally wanted to do like punk. Mm. And I think he expected me to just know how to do that. <laughs> and. Mind you, like, listening to, like, A Day to Remember, like, I know what punk is, yeah. but I don't know how to execute punk. <laughs> and it just turned into this whole other thing, and, um, Danny, you would come on, and, um, we started the Vanguard twice. Yeah. First, it was with my ex, Adam, who was a drummer. Danny. Is it just me or does every band story involve my ex something who's a drummer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It does. It really does. It really does. That's not a lie. That's not a lie. That's facts. Okay, sorry. Anyways, keep going. So that crashed and burned for whatever reason. For whatever reason. All of our lives just being fucked up at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we tried it again. Jafet, we had Nate. Yep. We had Gene. Uh, we had Lee from Chrome Code. Lee. Yeah. Um, he was well, good. Shane was Hall. Shane Hall for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam Harrington. Adam uh, Harrington. Cello. Player. cello. Yep. I still call him Cello. Bro, that shit with That's just his name. It's just Cello. His name it's is Cello. That's cello. That, that's some root shit. Dude, if we like, started, dude. if we started the Vanguard right now. We'd be touring. We'd be touring. Literally touring Europe. We'd be touring next week. Like, wait, so is there a reason this can't? It can, but that's that's a whole nother story. Continue, continue, continue on what what it what it was. We all came from different aspects of music. Like Nate loved like hardcore rock. Um, I mean, he likes everything, but I I would. I would call yeah, him like, like a, that, that rock, classic rock type shit. Like yeah. He loves like upbeat, real upbeat shit. Like fast, like fast. Double, double bass pedal. You know, like. Mm. Um, then Gene with Country, me with Dave Matthews. Um, we had Jafet, Danny, hip-hop, you know, um, R&B, jazz. Yeah. And then um, Adam Harrington with classical, um, contemporary cello. You know, and Shane Hall being just everything. Shane Hall, like yeah, he's, he's his own <laughs> he's everything. He really is. Yeah, yeah. If you, if he you, really is. Worcester folks listening to this, you've probably heard oh, or yeah. seen Shane Hall in person. He is definitely his own genre. Yeah. Like he's just like he'll rap at you, he'll play instruments Same. at you, Gosh, he'll, he'll spit do some fucking, poetry. Yeah, he'll spit a, a, a sick spoken word at you, but he'll also do like one of those wave instruments where you put your hand over the thing and it makes a noise <laughs> and like he'll put you in a trance yeah. yeah he'll do all of that in one set and it'll be like I gotta shake this guy's hand like yeah. he just Who is blew this my man? mind he's yeah. a wizard he's, yeah. he literally is a wizard he's <laughs> a wizard. literally the best Shane's way to describe him he's a wizard <laughs> no he's a wizard he is so we had all these people from all these different backgrounds come together and try to create and I think we were just at a point in our lives where none of us were ready to do this. We were. We, we were not ready, and we were waiting for. I was. I was not. Like, <laughs> I guarantee. We would, I was we not. Just, I was very quiet and like very like. 
I'm whatever so, you want to do, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah like very like not as <laughs> non-assertive. Like yo, like yo, I'll do whatever y'all want me to do. Like, <laughs> I will just be in the background here. Like I didn't even sing with y'all. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah. I wasn't no. confident enough to sing with y'all, nope. which is crazy. And yeah. Jafet and Jafet wouldn't spit either. Like he would just he would observe what's going on the whole and, time, yeah. and try to like try to f- see where he fit in the whole thing. And I think I think that's it again. It's everyone trying to figure out how to fit in. Where's the alpha? Where's the alpha here? Yeah. And there was no alpha. There was in that whole group. There was not one. I think I think at one point some of us tried. Yeah. And then we're like, ah, no, this is this feels too weird. Yeah, Yeah. this isn't my place. And I don't want to force anyone to do anything. Exactly. And it just became a place where we would all come together and drink and smoke and we would lay down a jam or two and then. It would just fizzle out. Yes. And. I mean, we even played a few shows. Yeah, yeah we but did. The core, and I don't know the how. The core, <laughs> I don't know how that we shit, did. The core of that shit was fucking dope. It was Dude, like, Yo, you mean like if people would have watched what the fuck we were doing at practice at sometimes, like, I swear to God, they would have been like, Dude, you guys got something. Or something like, no. But like, again, it just, we weren't there. We weren't ready. We weren't like, ready. Yeah. Musicianship wise. And I think and part, of, like, part of the problem was that we would come together all at once. Yeah. And then there'd be so many different opinions all at once. Yes. Rather than uh-huh. if if just two yeah. or three of us got together, yeah. laid something out and presented it to you guys. Okay. Yeah. And if we had a chorus, like then I think it would come together more smoothly. Mm-hmm. Rather than yes. being like, I think it should go this way. What if we did a breakdown here? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there was too many opinions all at once. It was Facebook, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it was Facebook. No, like, if we, if, if, like, the songwriters got together, crafted the foundation for a song, yeah. and then brought it to the instrumentation group, and then brought it to the lyricists, like... It would have come together. It would have so come together smoother. so much, yeah, way smoother. And, like, we still made a couple jams. Like, we still made, like, Fly still on the Wall and... Fly on my wall, Sound the Alarm. Sound the Alarm. Death Don't Care. Death Don't Care. Those three songs, I think, should still be on a record. And I yeah. would put them on a Between the Waves record in a second. Yeah. No, those those are phenomenal songs. And Death Don't Care, those are two of my favorite verses I've ever written. Like, I, it came up on my Facebook memories recently when we performed it and I was like holy shit like I forget about all this shit I have a terrible memory I say it often I have the worst memory that's why I use calendars and whiteboards so much yeah. but like that came up in my Facebook memories and I had like it hit me like holy shit like this was such a real part of my life like and I wrote about it and like I was so visceral with that 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 like song making like it was just like bliss like to hear it again in this part of my life i was like dude i was really on to something like we were on to something but i you know it's part of growth none of us were ready we weren't ready we weren't ready ready. and maybe we'll be ready eventually and if we're not that's okay too but i think we're all in good places now that it's like we can collaborate without forcing it absolutely you know and when we do eventually collaborate again we're gonna make hits. Like, there's no doubt about that's it. That's all gonna it's make. gonna be. It's there's, gonna yeah. There's not gonna be filler tracks. It's going to be. Yeah, it's gonna be an album full of hits. Yes. Regardless of what it's called or what it looks like or sounds like, and yeah, man. So if you were there at a Vanguard show, shout out to you, man, because those were some of the best parts of my performing career. Some of the favorite shows of my life, performing with Chesky like multiple times. 
Shout out Chesky, I still love you. Yeah, shout out to Chesky. I'm gonna marry you one day. One day. You can if, edit that out. If he's not already, <laughs> <laughs> if he's not already married. Um, great, great guy out of uh, Rhode Island or Connecticut. It's Connecticut. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Out of Connecticut. I don't stalk you. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a, he's a great guy. Look him up if you haven't already. It's C E C Chesky C E S C H I Chesky. Um, he's an amazing acoustic guitarist, rapper, poet. Um, he's just like an all around. If you can True make article. no, like True seriously, article. like the meaning of a performing artist. If you can see yourself at a Chesky show, if he's in your town, if he's in your city, if he's touring make your way to a Chesky show because he will blow you away. Every time I've seen him, he's blown me away. He raps in English, he raps in Spanish, he's a poet, like he's he's truly, truly amazing. And shout out to him because we were fortunate enough to perform with him a couple times. Um, and you know, I, I, I consider him like, you know what I mean, like a friend even though we never speak, you know what I mean? Like if I saw him, leaving Pick up here right today, where you left off. I'd be like, bro, how the, f you know what I mean? Like, he's just one of those souls that's, like, very genuine. Like, he's not going to bullshit you, you know? Um, so shout out to Chesky, man, last time I say his name. Um, but yeah, man, those were good times. Me and Gene still talk about it, like, yo, Danny can hop on this real quick, like. Yeah, and anytime, anytime you guys have yo, a I hope track you, know, you want I before. fucking love you, Danny. Like, yeah, no, bro, all day. Yo, you are nice, dude. <laughs> Thank like, you. Bro. I love Yo, taught me how to fish. You're like, I'm telling yeah. you, bro. Like, I still yes. perform that song. I still perform I that song. I fucking love that. Again, back to the message. Like, everything about that. Like, dude, I fucking... Like, since day one, I, as soon as I heard that song, I was like... That's you know, it. First of all, I love fishing. Yeah. And the fact that your grandfather taught you how to fish, dude. Like, yeah, the whole message behind so, it. So, Dave, that's that's oh, the answer to your question. <laughs> that's, that's what we like to do outside of music, is we love fishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thirty minutes Yo, ago. Dude, I fucking love. I'm a diehard fisherman. Like I love fishing. Dude, like, grew up in Puerto Rico. You're in, like in you know those first few years. And it's like, bro, we were like catching shit off the dock. You know, what I mean, like off Straight the rocks, up. lobsters, fish, whatever the fuck it was. Like, yo, we were. We eat that shit, like, outside of the door-to-door -door guy, you know, that would go around like, yo, I got crabs, I got this, I got blah, blah, you know, like, like the, like the meat guy at barbershops, yo, we dead ass, like, in my body, yo, we had a dude who would come, and, like, my mo motherfucker had coconuts, crabs, like, whatever the fuck you would need, and this guy, like, went door-to-door, -door and, like, yo, boop, make a killing, you know, yeah, like, yo, sell he, it all. he went out and got those shits by himself, you know, like, I grew up in the ghetto in Puerto Rico, so I was like, bro, like, this guy was making a killing, but my barber, the barber came, exactly, door to fucking door, you know, what I mean, like, yeah. from porch to my grandma's house, like, that's where the haircut was, <laughs> who needs a cut, wild, you know, what I mean, like, and I appreciate the shit out of that guy, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, it's like, wild, yeah, man, getting it. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's something that's something that I I was never able to experience. You know, I was born here in Worcester. I was born in Natick actually, but grew up here in Worcester. Um, and so I've really only been able to experience Puerto Rico in my teenage and adult years. You know what I'm saying? I made my way there maybe twice when I was a teenager, just because I was like I felt that imposter syndrome where I was like I'm always repping Puerto Rico. I'm always like. I'm Puerto Rican, you know what I mean? But I, I never spent time on the island. I don't speak Spanish. I still don't speak Spanish. I can understand it, but I can't really speak it. 
you know so I had felt that imposter syndrome so I never really got to experience that but in my adult years I'm, I'm able to appreciate you know so much of it because like it's just such a beautiful place and you only know if you go like it's easy to say yeah this island is amazing but it's like when you get there for me at least it's just like immediate peace like immediate tranquility as soon as you land it's like the humidity hits you in the face and then it's like ah this is what I this is home this is where I'm supposed to be you know like it's just so it's such a different pace from New England you know like I feel like it's almost polar opposites not really but like New England is so fast paced and so like Let's get out of my way go, go. My yeah rush. yeah whereas Puerto Rico like yeah people are still like they'll still beep at you in traffic and they'll still fucking cut you right off <laughs> But you're not gonna be so upset about it, you know what I mean? You're like, you're, I'm on a fucking island. Right yeah, now. like I'm on, like I'm, I'm home. I'm an hour away from a beach. Like I can, I can go to a beach right now and sip off a coconut and eat a pincho, and I'll be at peace. You know what I mean? And like, it's something about that island, man. That's just so tranquil for me. So I had a complete opposite kind of reaction to yeah. this shit. Right? <laughs> so. I came here, right, and like I obviously I understand the island, but like, bro, I grew up in the the gay fucking toe of yeah. with, like I almost said like, Puerto Rico, like, yeah. bro, this shit, like, so if you know um, Sabanaseca, okay, Guavaja, like, yes, yo, the, that's that's a ghetto El Palo de Goma, like, yeah. that shit is mad murders, mad shootouts, mad everything. Obviously, I love the community, everything about fucking Puerto Rico, but like. Bro, I was not. As soon as I started playing baseball, and they understood that I was really fucking good, I was not allowed to go back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, they because, took you out. Oh, real quick. we all look like each other. Yeah, I have a lot of ghetto ass cousins, a lot of fucking shooters, a lot of you know. Yeah. you know, you name it. Yeah, I was not allowed to go back to Puerto Rico. Yeah, since eleven, maybe ten, because I think ten was the last time I. I told this girl I was dating a girl, because you know, we, they, Puerto Rican parents they send your ass two months. Three, three months, whatever, the whole summer, you yeah, go to Puerto Rico. You go to Puerto Rico, yeah, <laughs> have fun. Yeah, yeah, so I never understood. I'm like, yo, imagine, I'm like, what? I would never send my kids over here, fuck that. <laughs> yo, but we would go all summer, and like the last time I remember, I was 10, and I told this girl I was 11, because she was 11, and she was green-eyed, Puerto Rican girl, beautiful as shit, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh my God, I'm 11. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah. I am. I'm 11 you know, now. I'm Bro, like, what? But like, since then, I, I started baseball right at 11. I started baseball, my or organized baseball. We always played stickball, Puerto Rico. Like, that's the shit you play. You don't, yeah. fuck, it's either basketball, baseball. Yes. You know, vice versa. Baseball, basketball. Yeah. You don't play football. So when they, my mom found out I was playing football, she was like, what the fuck are you think you're doing? I'm like, no, no, you're right. You're okay, okay, cool. And then like three months goes by, I'm just, or whatever time goes by, I'm coming home with bruises, cuts, da da da, all yeah. the shit. She realizes I'm still playing baseball. She had to talk to the coach. Football, football. Oh, football, football, yeah. my fault. Still playing football. She had to talk to the coach, like, yo, uh, what the fuck is happening? He's like, bro, like, the, listen, your son is really fucking good. Like, he's gonna <laughs> be on varsity pretty soon. Until then, she did not understand what the fuck it was happening. And yeah. I was like, yo, like, I saw it as like, yo, I just want to play sports. I want to do whatever the fuck I'm beating my son. I grew up with bloody knuckles and shit. You know, like, just typical shit you do in football. Like, ankles rolled. Oh, yeah. Uh, yo, the worst. But, like, eventually, it was like, bro, I got to 
I got into college because I was playing this sport yeah. for a couple years. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. Band play baseball and shit like that. I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with it, but it was like, ah, oh, dude, what a fun time. No, how, how you grew up in Puerto Rico, 11. Not allowed to go back. Not oh, yeah, to. no, I'm definitely not allowed to go back. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe nowadays, like, yeah. I'm, I'm in a fucking... Because you're more mature now. Yeah. yeah. 31. Like, hopefully I don't look like anyone too similar down there, but like, yo, the parts that I grew up in was just so fucking rough. Yeah. It's like, dude, no one wants to go back there. It's like... They come out here. A lot of my family like eventually started moving out here. My grandmother's still over there. Like everyone's still aunts, uncles. Like well, I have a couple of them over here, but like for the most part, everyone's over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, bro, like every conversation with my grandmother and my mom. Oh, someone got killed. Someone got shot. Someone this. My cousin, who's a female, got her jaw broken because someone stole her phone, and like that's what they. It's like, what the yeah. fuck is going on on the yeah. island? Yeah. Again, back to that same thing. We are all human beings. We're all and and to in the grand scheme of things, yo, you're you're a Puerto Rican fucking up another Puerto Rican. Like, bro, what are you doing with your life? Word. That shit is that shit blows my mind. It's like yeah. it's like Squid Game, where everyone's out for their own survival. Yeah. Bro, rather phone. rather no. than looking out bro, for each her other. Jaw, dude, wired shut for a while, yeah. dude. It was like Rather than looking well, out for each other, and that's everywhere. It's and you're not on a, a, an, an island that you can get from end to end in three hours driving. Three hours, three hours driving, you can get from end to end. That sounds kind of great. Like, oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's beautiful. It's a, but it's, got some beautiful, beautiful it's been parts. if you, if you know the history, it's been exploited. Yeah. For two hundred oh, yeah. years, yeah. you know what I mean? From Spain's conquering to America's taking over. Yeah. Columbus um, was like. Fucking you know what I'm saying? Like it took a while to understand that, bro. And I'm, I'm. Thankful. When did you? When did you get that? Like, cause yo, it took me a while to understand like that whole Columbus shit. Like I saw the paints on the parades, bro. And I'm like, no, what? So nope. I started like researching myself. Exactly. That. No, and that's 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 been a big thing for me. And shout out to um one of our dedicated podcast listeners, Cassandra. Um, shout out to you, homegirl. Um, so I put her on to the same thing that I researched. So when I was working at Framingham in the hospital, I don't even know what triggered it, but it was like something about something about going to Puerto Rico as an American, because I consider myself more American than anything. Like, you see me on the street, you don't think I'm Puerto Rican. Like, like unless you're Puerto Rican, you don't see the Puerto Rican in me. So I'm American. Mm-hmm. And I speak English, I don't speak Spanish. So, like, I had some inclination of knowing my history you know what i mean and like i researched and i researched and i read books and i listened to audiobooks and i came across this one book called war on all puerto ricans um this book if you don't know anything about puerto rico read or listen to this book this will teach you everything you need to know about puerto rico in the last 100 200 years so if you if you're familiar um Puerto Rico was conquered by Spain. Cool, great. Raped and pillaged and all this stuff. Spain hands, hands cut off. Hand, yeah. You didn't get the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. Um, before this, Puerto Rico was. My fault. To no, interject, the Taino Indians were the native people of Puerto Rico. Yes. Motherfuckers had swords made of wooden, like of wood. Yeah. You know what I mean like, which is absolutely wild because they did not want to kill their enemies. They wanted to, you know. Conquer their enemies and subdue, yeah. maim them, whatever the fuck it was, but they would not kill them. So that's yes. how. That's a kind even of their thing weapons we were doing. Yes. Even their fucking weapons. Yes. So put that in perspective. 
Taino Indians. That's the bloodline we all come from. I took one of those DNA tests. I'm still, you know, 16% uh, indigenous, like 14% African, a lot of European, yeah. and no, whatever, no, whatever. about the African. Yeah, no, hella African, Bro, super we, African. Look, look at you, look at I. Yeah. My guy, we are complete opposites, right? Yeah. Why? Because we fucking had African slaves mm-hmm. dropped right off doing a lot of the shit they needed to do, the Spaniards and shit like that. Yep. That is in our blood, the Afro-Latino and shit like that. Like, bro, I got curly ass hair. I had curly ass hair. I had curly ass hair, too, as a kid. I'm bald now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you both hey. are. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know like, as soon as I should start going, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead, skin tight. Yeah, hey, but we could, full of, we could fully pull that off. Yeah, no. I have a friend who uh, used to say that uh, she hated balding men, and, I, and then she started dating a guy who was bald, and I was like, "What the heck? What are you talking about? Like, I thought you said she was like, yeah, yeah, I said balding, like have commitment." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta uh, commit. Semantics. That came in that three strains. No, honestly, just, like, you gotta over. commit. It's like, dude, just no. fucking just shave just it. Start going just out. shave yeah. it. Let Anybody it go. That's listening, Let it go. Just shave it. You're gonna. You're gonna Grow feel beard, much more confident. Balding fellas, let it go. Let it go. You're, you're whoever you're it's trying to attract. It's not coming is, back. It's not coming okay. back. Okay. That being said, if it's not all the way there, uh, my barber does do headpieces. <laughs> yeah, that too. Zach's, I know yeah. a guy. Yeah, oh, Zach Zach Layton. Zach Layton. We Zach Layton. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Zach, dude. From Doherty, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And yes. I've seen his work, dude. Fucking dude, amazing. Yeah. He Top is the reason I'm so pretty. I mean, like, it's other things, too. It's the dimples. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I see him, like, four mo- four, every four months. Mm-hmm. And then, like... And he know, does his work. It. Yeah. Literally, he's, that's he's it. He's doing an undercut what, what on the Motley Crew. Nice. The Motley Crew. That's his new right barbershop. That's where he works? Yeah, the yeah. Motley Crew. I've never shot in his own barbershop. Dude, he's fucking amazing. Oh, that's dope. Like, yo, look it up. That's dope. Amazing. Yeah, my guy. If I had hair, I'd probably go to fucking Zach. He can give you hair. My guy, I've been fucking. I've been barbering myself since I was like twelve. No, no, no. That's from. And then I lost my hair. I'm like, man, what the fuck? I just barbered everyone else in college. Seriously, talk to him. He could make. He can give you hair. No, I literally do not want that. I am so confident. I look good as fuck. Unless it was for like an acting gig. Look at him. Look like. Show up, right? Give me an afro. Any gay faces. You'll get the long hair. <laughs> but no, no. So, just to get back to the history of Puerto Rico. So we were conquered by Spain. Then America stepped in. We were conquered by America. And Puerto Ricans have historically always received the short end of the stick. Um, as American history grows, um, our leaders were either assassinated or imprisoned or both. And uh, Puerto Ricans specifically, as well as Americans, have just been lied to about mm-hmm. our history. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been taught all this time that Christopher Columbus is an amazing, great man that needs to be celebrated once yeah. a year. Nope. Um, we've been taught that America is the greatest thing that's ever happened to Puerto Rico. And if you research the history, you'll come to understand that not only is Puerto Rico an amazing military strategic point on the map of the globe, but also that we have so many resources and one of the purest bloodlines in the globe that we're so mixed and we have so much of the human genome in us that certain scientists have have deemed us the perfect race. And I don't believe in that type of thing because it's very problematic. 
But I've seen their women. Yeah, it is true. But I mean, <laughs> we can all agree. I, Puerto Rican I married women one are and Lord Jesus, and they are perfect. likewise. I am also <laughs> they are perfect. indebted to a Puerto Rican woman who has given me both my children. Our children are amazingly beautiful. Like it's 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 by design. It's not by accident that Puerto Rico has been enslaved to a certain extent for the better part of two centuries. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'll leave the rest up to you listeners if you want to learn about Puerto Rico, but Puerto Rico is an amazing, amazing place if you're a tourist, if you're a native, if you're an imposter like myself and you want to go visit Puerto Rico, I very much encourage you to do so. There's so much history and, and beautiful spots to see. In Puerto, we have bioluminescent bays. We have mountains. The we have rainforest. People forget about the rainforest. The people and Junque. Oh, come on, bro! Oh my gosh! You'll have an from Anna Maria. People used to go Earth Science. Yeah. Shout out to Earth Science. Yo, they used to go their spring break. Like while I was out playing baseball in fucking shitty ass Florida in the middle of Lakeland, <laughs> they were down in Junque, exploring and learning about life. And it's like, bro, you know, H. I would have never gone because I motherfucking know about El Chupacabra. <laughs> so, and like, bro, like, motherfuckers, like, forget about that. And I was like, bro, that is 100% real. My, my <laughs> grandmother, no bullshit, all the chickens, all the rabbits, all every fucking living thing in the backyard that was kept in cages, ripped open, blood drained out the whole fucking night. My fault. That's a real off topic, but like, no, it's, okay. it's real. Some shit happened to me in Texas. Texas. That's a real no. ass thing. I Some shit happened to me in Texas. Same thing happened to me in um, uh, Worcester. Actually, it wasn't me. It was my ex-girlfriend. Uh, she had chickens and uh, she had chickens and koi fish. And uh, there was a raccoon that would take the chickens. And uh, I once saw it crossing the road. The thing was like twice the size of my cat. And my cat was fucking fat. I was actually like <laughs> appalled and astonished. And then I saw it like pull itself up the tree. And I was a little like, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I probably should have killed that thing. Like, it just, <laughs> it was, but anyways, it was living really well on chicken and koi fish. But also, could have been looked through a But it also was not two puncture wounds to the neck, drained completely of all its internal blood, and then fucking just completely left whole. No, no. In a cage. Exactly. In a, in a, in a cage. cage. Right, so that's very fucking different. Very spooky. Yo, very spooky. Look at, thing, yo, look into it. Thing. You're going to fucking be fascinated. And you're probably going on a wild goose chase and thinking, like, these <clears throat> Americans had it right. It was some shit in, in Australia. In, uh, where was it? Texas. They, th- they thought they found something in Texas. And yeah. It's, no. That was like a, a bald, like, goat or whatever the fuck a, a coyote or a some coyote shit? with mange I don't fucking know what, whatever they fucking found <laughs> legit it was now, a coyote was with mange not whatever the fuck yo go to Puerto Rico talk to the first hand experienced people that something happened to me it. in Texas that I do not know how to explain yeah uh, so there was a screech owl uh, I was visiting family in Lubbock Texas middle of fucking nowhere yeah. like next neighbors are like 10 miles away Yikes. you know like no one's around <laughs> and uh, there was a screech owl that I caught that clearly had like a broken wing or something. And yeah. it was too late to go to any kind of like animal rescue place. Um, so we kept it in the chicken coop overnight. And the next morning I went out and checked on it. And I was confused as to what the fuck I was looking at. The screech owl, its head was gone. And there was no blood. There was no feathers around at all. Its head was just gone. and But it looked like its head went inside its body, that kind of thing. Like, it looked like... 
sucking in. Yeah. It went. It went inside. Of, like it didn't look like anything was decapitated. That's a whole nightmare. All right. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> proceed. Go ahead. I'm like, there's no. It was in a coop. Like there's no way. There's there's like no entryway where physical it looked like, damage to like the no. Door. There was no feathers. There was no blood. The there was no mystery. And I was like, scoop. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> You, you gotta chalk that one no, up. No, no shit, bro. Like that, the chupacabra. Is that like shit is real. Bro. The feather, the, like. There's been way too many. Like no struggle. Were like, nah, it's nothing. It was like those red beady eyes. Is like, nah, that's something. That has to be real because that's it's a, in my brain right now. It's real. It's real. <laughs> I see it. I can see it. It's well, staring at me, and I'm, I'm petrified. <laughs> <laughs> Like that. <laughs> and, uh, Lucky you. Lucky you, because I it saw, just it keeps you up at night. Well, I, I, I was once snorkeling and I saw a um, it was in Lake Champlain, and I looked down and there was like rows of fucking folding chairs, like folding aluminum chairs, just like rows of them on the fucking ground. Wait, like set up? Yeah, 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 like, like, like. Well, not not really up, but but like in in rows and columns. To be set, to be sitting. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they weren't like standing; they were fall, they had fallen over. But but they were they were there, like as if there was someone. There was like an audience, right? Why there. would there be a group of just chairs there? Exactly. Like, I see it falling off like a tour bus or like a tour. All in one place? No, no that's actually it. Though it was a sunken tour bus. Yeah. I googled it later when I got back. Ah, uh, you guys, you guys had to ruin it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very like realistic, but about to get into UFOs right out. now. No, no fucking explanation for that. Like everything was ripped open. Like fuck that blood was drained. Uh, I, I, There's been multiple people attacked in Puerto Rico. Fuck that. It's a real. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing as Bigfoot. For five hundred. It's alien no, no, pets. I don't know. But we have pet Big dogs. dogs. Alien pets. Chupacabra is a little more believable. A little more. No, I, I don't. We have so much wildland in like America in general, like. Alaska, like, bro, Mark Coombs is, is out in Alaska right now. And, like, he's been seeing some shit. And I'm <laughs> just he, like... Has he seen the USOs? You ever see, you ever heard about wait, like, wait, the, wait. The, the Alaskan Triangle thing? It's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle Unidentified thing. Unidentified submerged Yeah, mad fucking, like, flying planes just get lost in the mountains in Alaska and shit like that. Mad things are just never found. Mad people are just never found. Like, look up the missing person rate in Alaska. And obviously, yes, it's crazy. It's, it's a very crazy kind of like atmosphere. Okay, to be in. but, you're, but, you're but also, pl- like counterpoint, Alaska might be perfect serial killer. Like uh, it is the frozen old, ground. Frozen right? ground. Watch that movie. Anyway, like wasn't continue. this where like De- the last season of Dexter plays? No, I, didn't I haven't it. watched it yet. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't think it was Alaska. It might not have been Alaska. Might have been Antarctica. No, no, it, was, it wasn't Antarctica. <laughs> it wasn't Alaska. Wait, isn't Antarctica off limits for civilians? It's weird. There's some weird shit going on. Something's going on up there. I yeah. wonder why. Hmm. hmm. America. They, they had a whole thing where, like, the Germans actually, like, went to Antarctica, and, like, that's where they were actually stationed, and they created the bell or something. They did some the crazy German shit. The bell. They did some crazy shit. Who fucking knows? Spooky. Nazi zombies. Never been there. Never, never gonna be there. So like, before before we turn into a conspiracy we theorist podcast, we already have. <laughs> I'm we so already glad have. you said something. We already uh, have. Ooh, I completely spilled myself. 
That's you're fine. You're fine. Um, we can't. No one can see it. You just said that. So we talked about between the waves. We talked about the Vanguard. Um, I'm still losing my voice for anyone that's listening and wondering why I sound so hoarse. Um, shout out to Ken Ball. I lost my voice at his boxing match. That was an amazing, amazing fight. Of course he won, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, shout out to Ken. Um, shout out to Ken's dad. Shout out to Camp Get Right. Shout out to Riviera Promotions for putting it on. Um, yeah, I lost my voice there. Um, I feel like we talked a lot about music. Um, I don't think we talked enough about music. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. No, so, so we got into it. I wanted, we got no, into it. But it's okay though. That's okay though. I wanted to. I wanted I like to get a little one. more personal on you guys. Yeah. But if you want to talk about music, no, feel free. No, no. please. But um, what what are you what are you going through right now that you want to talk about? Like what's what's troubling you, making you excited in the morning? What 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 is something you want to talk about? So. When I go to sleep at night, I dream of just selling out shows. I don't know. Is that, like, weird? No, that's that's good. Literally, the only thing I think about Manifesting. is, Manifesting. Like, manifestation. Oh, that's also a topic I wanted to get back to. Because you talked about manifestation. And honestly, like, manifestation has helped me get to where I'm at. Not that I'm anywhere, but it's like, bro. You are somewhere. Speaking shit into existence, it's different than internalizing it and i've understood that in a way that like most people won't understand but it's like bro you can think something for the fucking for your entire life you Mm -hmm. can think that put that shit into words speak it out to the universe whatever the fuck it is yeah there is something going on that we don't understand yet whether it's Uh, our brain our intellect go ahead uh, so uh, this is actually uh, covered under neurolinguistic programming, and there is—I uh, don't know if it's necessarily science, but there's information to support it. Yep. Um, the, so essentially, being deliberate and intentional, and, and uh, constructing it, essentially, um, your—it's kind of the fake it till you make it thing, but not really. It's your brain doing the uh, setting its own intentions and, and uh, setting your. Um, I can never fucking remember what they're called, which is kind of fucking ironic. Um, Reticulator, particular focus, reticulator activators, whatever. You're tuning yourself to be aware of the things you need for your success. Your brain is saying, I'm going to get this. And then your brain starts saying, how can I get this? What can I do here and there? Problem solving. Yeah, but but it's essentially, you, you are training your subconscious, is what the real thing is. You are saying to your subconscious, I am working towards this. This is my goal, this is what I need to focus on, and this is what I'm figuring out. Yeah. And the more you do that, so so that the, this is like, you know, I, I once, this was long before, I, I'm a I'm certified hypnotist. I, it's not like something I actively use in regular life, but it's a, a, something I've learned a lot about. And that's why I know about this and know that it works. But years ago... I once called uh, a hypnotist uh, to, uh, I needed help kind of essentially uh, writing things down to keep, to get my books in order for my business. And I called and, and his advice was pretty much, one, hire an accountant first. I'm, it's not going to help you to, you know, not helping with self-discipline won't give you books. You don't, you need to start somewhere. And two, uh, record things to yourself and say out loud what you are going to do and just do that three times a day. I never did it at the time. But, 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 but uh, it, it's, 
you know, he was. This was someone who is still brilliant. That's uh, Dan Candell. He's actually nationally, uh, nationally uh, performed, and he uh, teaches classes in Vegas. But he's located in Westboro and has a private practice. He does uh, comedy shows and whatnot. He is fantastic. But uh, anyways, it was you know the fact of the matter is if you put that into physically, like, there's uh, a lot to support that behind it, and it is actually well known and documented. Uh, that you know, just being deliberate about it and focusing, uh, like essentially, just read a book called uh, "Write It, uh, Write It Happen, make, make, make It Happen, Write It Down," and it's exactly what the book says. Mm -hmm. And it's it's that it's you know the 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 the, the process of saying I am going to do this, um, and then continuing to be passionate about that. One tunes your brain to be aware of all the opportunities around you for it. Uh, keeps you open to and aware of those opportunities. And then uh, three, you know, helps you, uh, you know, recognize the importance and, and prioritize them in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what you're doing. It's fantastic, and that's, you know, one of the reasons you've been so successful is tuning yourself towards that success. I like that. It's, I like a, that. it's the same thing when, like you were just saying, how you think of a car and then you see it everywhere. Yes. Your brain is looking for those opportunities to see that car. Yeah. Yep. It's that same thing. Yep. Yeah, you just you it's just not magic. So I, I'm gonna disagree a little bit. Okay, tell me because I wholeheartedly believe that there is something in the way that we vocalize, like we vocalize shit for a reason, right? Like, look, look at the animal kingdom, right? Like you were saying, how many of of animals are able to vocalize something? And like we're just able to like have a whole vocabulary. I don't know. I can definitely. It's fucking wild. We literally have a whole vocabulary accessible to us at any given time. Yeah. Well, sure, to understand, there's different dialects. There's different this. There's different. But there's only like certain kind of animals. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that there's there's something where we are able to internalize, which is like great. That's internally good for us. And like yeah. we understand like what are our wants and needs mm. and things that like we want to pursue and shit like that like that's good that's good for ourselves internally yeah but then there's something externally that like you're able to deliver in a sense where like you're pushing this reverberation into the world and creating that reality mm. have you ever seen the the science like project that was like, hey, you had a project group, right? And you had the group that was like, you're speaking something into this flower. Yeah, that's yeah, starting yeah, to yes, grow. Yes, and you're yes. speaking positivity into that shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. The other control group or whatever the fuck I honestly forget the terminology. Yeah. But you're speaking like negative negative, negative yeah. shit into that flower all the fucking time. And then you see how they they grow yeah what happened positivity grew flourished mm -hmm. absolutely like yo we're we're established flowers like well whatever you know thing was the negative side completely like just it couldn't grow enough it, everything was similar the soil the the watering the e nutrition everything was exactly the same yeah that was the control yeah boom but something externally was able to like make that that left flower yeah. completely grow, flourish, and 
get nourishment from whatever the fuck we were doing. It's the energy yeah. you put and out. speaking that shit into existence. And no bullshit. So when I first saw this, it was like years ago. Yeah. And I finally got to the point where I started speaking that shit into existence. And any fucking person who has met me in the last two years, I think, maybe a year and a half, if they ask me what I did, my answer, my first answer, I think, was at the dispensary on... At Cultivate, it's now called Sunnyside. I don't fucking know. Management. They changed their name? Yeah, yeah, management. I don't fucking know. My first experience was there. And I I left the the register saying, like, she was like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm a musician. And, like, that was was the best fucking feeling I had had in a long time. That was right after I quit my job. Yeah. Quit my full-time, benefited hourly fucking like sal oh no hourly salary job yeah to pursue this shit full time and not yeah. even just to pursue this like there was external factors like mom's health things like that that were going on at the time but like yeah. I saw that and I'm like instinctively my response was like I'm a musician and I I, I didn't even like I, I didn't think to say that like it just kind of came out yeah I walked away from that register like Holy shit, like I'm a, musician. I'm a fucking musician. That yeah. is literally what I wanted to do for so fucking long. And now I'm here. I am that. Yeah. I am a fucking musician. Whether I am broke, whether I'm fucking rich, it does not fucking matter. Yeah. I, what I'm, I'm speaking here. into existence is exactly what's happening. Facts. So there's a power in our words, there's a power in our being. One thousand. There's an energy that we cannot understand yet. Yeah. But there's a lot that goes into it. And I, I I go off the rails onto like ayahuasca and like those kind of like DMT, like why do we have DMT receptors and like things that can receive that? Yeah. Why is why is DMT in everything that's alive, like plants and trees and shit like that? Everything. How do they find it in the Amazon? Yeah. Ayahuasca is like literally they they pulled up at the at the bark or the the roots of the tree mixed with the bark and shit like you know, whatever the fuck it was, like the root. The Amazonians found that. Yeah. It's like, bro, there's something else at play here that, like, connects us as human beings. To something else. Neurologically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's something else. And, it's, like, as soon as I started spraying that shit into existence, I Neurology is the door. Ne- neurology is the door. Yeah. But I think at the end of it, spirituality is the actual... Uh, Practice? Field. Yeah. Neurology is just the door. That's how we get there. Mm. And then, once opening that door, that's when it goes into the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same with mushrooms. Like, my first experience on mushrooms, everyone's like, oh, don't do it by yourself, blah, blah, blah. I grew my own, did it on my own. Yeah. Because I knew, like, I don't want any outside influences. Yeah. And the experience that I had was unlike anything else. And not to say, like, I saw, like, you know... Amazing things. No, it was within my own mind. And that's where where all this is. It's everything that we want is within our own mind. Mm -hmm. We just have to open that door. Yeah, tap into it. And being able to forgive myself for things that I never thought I'd be able to forgive myself for. Yes. Um... And letting go, 
that's really the beginning to getting where you want to be. Yeah. I don't think you can get where you want to be in life truly unless you do, unless you face yourself. First. So yeah. There, there was a word you used earlier, that uh, a threshold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's a concept from hypnosis and NLP of threshold, which is uh, the, it's the state uh, where you're able to make identity level change. Mm-hmm. The, the identity of I am a musician, I do the things that a musician does, I am, uh, like, uh, and uh, the, the, what threshold is, is recognizing, one, something need, it needs to change, two, that something needs to be me, and three, that change needs to be now. And once you recognize all three of those things and truly accept them, uh, you can adjust just about anything you want about who you are. That's powerful. Pretty, pretty easily at a constant yeah. basis. And I think that's where the alpha energy comes in that we we're, are kind of circling back to. You yeah. know, um, once you figure out who you are, other people are going to recognize that, mm-hmm. and they're going to want that too. And you're going to project it, yeah. like subconsciously, but also directly. Yep. And no matter, like, the bullshit that's going on in the world, the awful shit that we see every single day that would break a normal person down. Yeah. You know, like, what's the point? Yep. Being that, being able to project the things that you want, being able to project the things that you want to see, um, like I said earlier, we're pack animals and we're always looking for the alpha in the room. Yeah. If you're able to project those things, I do I do think that people will gravitate towards that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then in return do the same thing eventually. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's that's the other thing is that it's it's the people who, who do this best are doing it community minded. Like it's not yeah. they're not just thinking about themselves, they're thinking, How is this going to affect me and the people, the around, people me. around me? Yeah. Yes. And the people who are really great at that are the people who end up being kind of decent community leaders. I guess that the alphas mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah. It's the yeah. people who others look up to. And al- yeah. and and the alphas are usually the ones that don't try to be alphas. <sighs> Yo. It's just natural. Yeah. It just yep. is. Yeah, man, you're speaking my language, man, because like this is all, like, everything you're saying is, like, shit that goes on in my life daily. You know what I mean? Like, shit that, like, I am very community-oriented. I am very always looking out for everyone that I deal with in any capacity, whether it's conversation, business, relationship, uh, art, art. you know what all I mean? Like, it's always, it always comes back to, like, this sense of community and... Like you're saying, I've never wanted to be the alpha. I'm I'm the second son. I've always had the alpha example in my life, which is my older brother. And then on top of that, my dad and all these older cousins. So I never wanted to be the alpha. I never wanted to be the leader. I've seen the stress that puts you through. I've seen all the shit that comes with that. But seeing that is what makes me a better leader. And... Now that I'm able to recognize that, yeah, I am a leader. I'm I'm a father of two sons now. I I am a pillar in my community, whether it's hip hop or cannabis or uh, entrepreneurship or podcasting. Now, you know what I mean? Like, I her resource people. Yeah, I'm like like Abby, Abby was just here, just trying to learn how to operate his website, and that's 
something that gives me fulfillment is being able to you're the lighthouse to yeah you know what i mean and that that's something that gives me fulfillment that's something that gives me purpose and allows me to feel like my days aren't wasted my hours doing what i do and the time that i spent doing what i'm doing isn't wasted because i'm able to impart this knowledge selflessly mm-hmm. no, in with with no huge. yeah with selflessly. with That's no with no yeah. regard for what what's coming back. back like i could like yo i'll go broke tomorrow and i'll still feel just as good for helping everybody on every step of this way you know what i mean so everything that you just said just resonated with me heavy, you know what I mean? Like I never intended to be this leader alpha figure, but the fact that I am for so many people gives me peace because I know that what I do is with good intention. Mm-hmm. So if what I'm doing in good intention means that you're learning from that and you're going to do good with that, then I'm cool, man. Like you you're just making my dreams come true at the end of the day, like to me that's everything, you know? So Thank you for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but maybe, maybe alpha doesn't always necessarily mean like you are the most boisterous of the group. No, yeah, like that's not what that means. No. That's no, not what like, that means. You are the person that people look to in the times of like, hey, I need I need, I need this. this. Yeah. You mean like, yes. I'm going through something and like you are the person I turn to. Yeah, and like I need some consolation. It's the person like who this. brings everything together. The person yeah, who someone someone else is like, I'm stuck, and it's they don't figure out the solution. They help you figure out the solution. Yes, exactly. I exactly. I, th- I think the where it gets lost is people think of alpha like a lion or, or, or I think a think it's like the guy where it's this aggressor. Yeah, the toxic masculinity, if you will. You know, like okay, buddy. No, it's not the one who bears their teeth all the time. It's not the one who has the loudest bark. You know, yeah. it's not the one who has the loudest roar. It's the one who has the loudest energy without saying a word. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the one when they walk into to a room, you can feel them without them saying anything. Yes. Um, their actions speak louder than any word they can ever speak. Right. That's what. A, a, a true alpha is. They don't yeah. have to be aggressive. Yeah. Everything they do can be as quiet as a mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's what they do that makes them a leader. Yeah. Not what they say or how loud they say it. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I respect that. And, and being that leader. Yeah, it's facts. Not about seeing your leader. Mm-hmm. Be that leader. Oh, it was, uh, I got you did spill, bro. Look at this I, bottle. Oh, no, that's actually <laughs> melted ice. <laughs> oh, you went on about earlier about how great of an idea it was that we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you, I got you. Here. <laughs> yeah, man. You hear that? <laughs> We're playing basketball in here. <laughs> Crap, I just had something to say. What, 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 what were we Alpha. Alphas energy. are really quiet. They're not loud. Uh, Water puddle. <laughs> Bathroom break. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so Gene, so tell me, um, we've talked about the music, we've talked about Puerto Rico, we've talked about your upbringing. Tell me something personal, like some what what's going on in the life of Gene right now? Like what's the a day in the life so of Gene? I, I, like? Yo, the life of Gene is good. Like, so. Very similar to you. Um, 
So I'm being able to wake up with my son and my daughters. Um, I got two and three. My oldest is four. My second one is three. My youngest is one. He just turned one like two weeks ago. Uh, boy, Congrats. two girls and a boy. And no bullshit. It's like, yo, it's like the best time of my life. Yeah, facts. I absolutely like like yeah, does it suck that Estella goes to work every day like at like six thirty and Yeah. She's going for bit, the whole but like day. yo, I dead ass get to wake up to like my firstborn smile. I have to wake wake her up and I give her like all these like really ridiculous fucking kisses, like all, <laughs> all yeah. you know like all, all this like just you know <laughs> raspberries on her neck and shit. She's like, ah, you know, I do the same thing with my cat. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, and then like she gets up. She, I have to brush her teeth. I'm like, do all this shit, make sure she's good. And like the next one gets up, and like I have to always like watch the baby because lately he's been in the bed. So like you know, you know how that. Is. Oh yeah, it's stressful. Teeth, like literally, it's like this motherfucker had no teeth. He could not walk, and like a month later, it's like holy shit. My man, you got like five and a half teeth, and they're all starting to come out at the same time. You're one, and you can run. I'm like, what? <laughs> Bro, come on. Give me insides. Like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, no, it's it's honestly amazing. Like, I, dude, I, I love being dead. Like, that's my favorite part of the day is, like, being able yeah, to being be dead. dead. Yeah. It's like, yo, that shit is so dope. Like, I'm teaching you lifelong lessons. Like, you will one day be able to recall them. Like, I never had. Yeah, you know, like, I didn't have these these experiences, so like I try to strive for these experiences of like, yo, whether it's like, I had my my three year old like outside like looking at some of the trees we were cutting and shit, you know, like so she yeah. understands like, oh what, and she she's asking questions and stuff yeah. like that, and it's like, yeah, that's dope, like yeah, she's not gonna be like this like a little prissy girl. She's like, no, no, no I I know how to work a chainsaw, <laughs> I know how to fucking do that. Yeah, I've seen my dad do this. And she is like, actually, both of my girls are phenomenal at music. That's great. You know, like my firstborn, I no bullshit. I brought her home. First thirty minutes, she was in our house. I played her a song and sang to her, and she fell right the fuck to sleep. And like, dude, Nova is like, she's a star. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you if you check my Facebook, Estella text or text me all the time. She's like, chill, yo, you'll see her. She's amazing. Yeah. And then Alea. Our second born, who looks exactly like my wife, she's like, yo, she's trying to, like, one-up. I swear to God. It's like, <laughs> you know, that, that sibling rivalry? Yeah. She's like, she's singing, like, this girl is on fire. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I guess that was in Sing 2, apparently. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to watch it. I was at a show yeah, that yeah. night, but they went to the, the movie theater. Watch that. She's like obsessed with Alicia Keys now. And I'm like, that's my amazing. heart, my heart, right? Oh my I'm like, god. oh my god, I fucking love Alicia Keys. Girl on Fire. Like, oh yeah, I, I know that one. Yeah. And she's just like, I bought her a ukulele like years, like maybe two years ago. And now she's like strumming the shit out of it. Like, dude, like you would. Molly knows she's smiling right now because, like, she knows. I sent it to them because I was just like so fucking like ecstatic the other day. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, these are my kids. Like, <laughs> what in the shit? But, like, again, they didn't have... I didn't have a dad who played guitar. I didn't have a dad who did half his shit. Yeah. But they got a dad who plays guitar, who sings, who brings them to shows. Yeah. Who, who they'll be at the Holden Farm 
you know, sunflower shanty and they see 13 feet sunflowers and they're like just running through the rows. Yeah. That's dope. While that's amazing. Dad, while their dad is, well, is playing. You know what I mean? That's just so dope. It's beautiful. Is and what like it now, is. now they're just like little musicians. And like they, no bullshit. Singing like all, all the day, time. All day, all, yo, they'll just write songs. The oldest one's typically writing songs just about the day and like how her little sister is and like how little brother is. She's like, oh, mm, 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 mm. And like, you know, like this, like little tunes and she makes her little melodies and shit. I'm like, oh, shit. And that's how it starts. And then the second one's like, hey, I will fucking be the harmony. And like, she does all these little fucking things. And then all of a sudden, two days ago, this girl's on fire. Uh, sing to, sing Tori Kelly songs. And like, hitting notes. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> My little boy, no bullshit. I will send you videos if you need them for, you know, proof. This guy is strumming guitars. Trying to sing. Can't speak. <laughs> motherfucker's trying to sing. I'm like, all right, we got something going. Going. We got something going. going. The family right, we, band. We got, we have the, the next Jonas Brothers. The Batista family band. The yeah, Jonas Brothers are back in action. It's, it's like Selena, just round two. Anything for Selena. <laughs> swear to God, it's, it's the best time of my life. That's beautiful, Honestly, man. I couldn't ask for anything else. That's beautiful. I'm having mad fun, and clearly, as you can tell, I am... Loving life. I'm glad to hear it, bro. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, shout out to Australia, man. Shout out to giving him some peace, man. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. There's not a lot of men who are able to, you know, like seek that, find that, and then appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, kudos to you, bro. Hey, you know what I'm saying? We're just two peas in a pod, bro. Just two peas in a pod. We got what we got, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so Molly, so I just asked Gene this question, but what's something in your life that you would like to talk about, whether it's music, life, something that makes you happy, sad, upset, just whatever you want to speak about that's on your mind. Let me hear it. Uh, um, I'm not going through a particularly easy time right now. Um... But I will say that I'm appreciative of it. Yes. Um, as we were talking about earlier, self-awareness, and we do have choices. And yeah. looking at why we make the choices that we make. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become very clear to me now, after this relationship, why I've made the choices that I've made. Mm. So it's become a very hard lesson for me um, and it's it's difficult because not only am I letting go of a relationship with a partner but I'm letting go of a relationship with uh, someone who I considered a son yeah so it's um, I never wanted to be a parent mm. not I've never thought like hey I could have kids with this person you know yeah 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 I've never thought like hey I want to be a mom like that's my dream like I've never had that feeling yeah um and maybe it's because of my upbringing like I'm afraid of what I might pass on or um my own flaws that I might pass on I don't want to do that I'd like to end it right here (laughs) (laughs) you know um but opening myself up to that situation where I was available to be a mother figure to somebody. 
um, and having it end the way that it did now really fucks with me. Yeah. Um, but like I just said, I'm appreciative of it because it is a lesson. And mm -hmm. I know that it's something that I need to learn no matter how difficult it is for me to take. Yeah. Um, and it's something I have to deal with day to day until I get to that point where I let it go. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm definitely not at that point because I'm still caught up between uh, depression, uh, anger within myself, and rage within um, my partner betraying me. Yeah. So. Between the waves. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the pinnacle of what between the waves is. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. So that's that's where I'm at right now, and I have to make sure that I'm. Uh, checking myself, you know, mm -hmm. like that you're mindful of it. Yeah, that I'm not making certain des decisions to drink too much because I'm feeling this certain type of way. Yes, that um, because I do, I do struggle with that where I will make the excuse to just get trashed because oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling this way. I deserve to get shitty right now. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I have to catch myself like. Honestly, I think, you know, that's something really important to acknowledge. There's so many people who never take a moment to acknowledge that that's not a good excuse because mm -hmm. it's so often able to be an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, there are times where I definitely fuck up. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm definitely, I definitely make the excuse for myself. Like, yep, tonight I'm getting shitty because I'm feeling good or I'm feeling bad. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm, st I'm still growing in that sense where I can keep myself accountable and look at my own faults and, um, and stop to take a look, yeah, you know, and uh, feel the feelings that I need to feel because obviously alcohol is an escape for a lot of people. Yes. And uh, I don't want to keep doing that. Yeah. So. Respect. Good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, uh, I agree with that. I am one of those places who, uh, I smoke a shit ton. Yeah. You mean, like, I, I smoke a lot. Like, I just, I like smoking. Don't we all? It hasn't, it Don't hasn't gone to a point where it's like, you know, I'm using this as an excuse type shit, but, like, it does relax me. It, it helps me, like, like alleviate a, a few of those yeah. kind of like aggressive kind of moments that I've experienced throughout the day where whether whatever the fuck it was you know what I mean like but like it does help me calm down a little bit more than so like a whiskey drink would, would help me calm down yeah like I'm able to like all right, internalize a lot of shit like really it slows you down a little bit yeah yeah it slows me down like helps me like understand like alright that person's perspective or like whatever it was maybe I was caught up in that moment you know what I mean? like, maybe I just I didn't see that person's perspective but like trust me once I smoke and I'm, I'm, I'm in that kind of state of mind like later at night and shit which is typically later at night obviously these days I got three kids yeah a wife it's the only time to yourself you have exactly it's like that, well, one of those few times it's like alright I'm gonna go to bed blah 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 alright cool I'm gonna you know, step downstairs for a little bit you know, yeah play some tunes a little bit and just be to myself but I'm nice. able to internalize that and like really focus on like okay how the day went yeah what I hated about it, what I loved about that shit. What we could have done differently. What I could exactly. Yeah. What I could have done differently, and that's the the self reflection on your day. I think that's so crucial to just being un, 
able to understand like who you are, what you need, what you want, what you want out of this life. Because like, yeah. if you can't self-reflect and understand like at the end of the day, like what the fuck's the point? This was a good day or a bad day, or like oh, this is exactly what I wanted, or this was not anywhere fucking close to what I imagined when I woke up. Yeah. What's the? You're point? not living your your personal life. You're trying to just. You know, but again, it, that moment, that by. reflection. People need that reflection, and they uh, so many people don't stop to take it. They no. never stop to. They like, don't know it exists. Ever, how are you ever gonna like evaluate yourself at all if you're never stopping to reflect? How difficult life must be when you stop and say everything that's ever happened to you has been someone else's fault. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that everything that's ever happened to you has been in someone else's control and not your own. That's a that's a miserable it's life. The, all my exes are crazy. Red flag. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And now, I can say that, <laughs> but it is because it is because I've chosen people who were familiar to me. Yeah, oh, I've got. A, I, and not only that, but ignoring those red flags and giving them space to the wayside where I'm like, oh, I can make room for that. I can fit myself in this situation just right where I don't have to give myself up completely, but I can fit into this person's life where they want me, they have me right where they want me. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, so it depends on the, it depends on the person, I think, where, if they're not taking responsibility for the choices and they're saying all their exes were just crazy, there's a there's a difference. I've got a contrasting view, which is not all of my exes, but most of my exes before the point of like four or five years ago were crazy. And uh, that's because that's the only people who would accept me because I was a like long list of glowing red flags. <laughs> Aren't we all though? I mean, it depends on it. Just depends on whether or not their red flags match with your red flags. Okay, but how true is that? I'm uh, I'm beginning to enter into something with 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 a few people I met that is remarkably compatible in chemistry things. And it, like, like we chemistry means nothing. <sighs> chemistry is so fun. Chemistry is everything. Depending on how far like, you wanted to go. Oh, but well, well, honestly, okay, but, but I'm not. That's the thing. I don't give a shit about dur like duration. I care about like how much fun can we have if we do the exact same thing three times a week. Mm -hmm. and, and like not the exact same thing, but the exact same sets of activities it is really expectations. Yeah, sure. So I'm talking and like, anyways, if I'm on the same page with people, like exactly like. You know, really, it's all a matter of, okay, do we all know what the fuck we're talking to about? Do we all know what the fuck we're agreeing to? And do we all actually want the same fucking thing? No. Okay, cool. wait. Yeah, the answer's well, probably no. Well, but what if it isn't? You're, you're, yeah. you're totally right. It probably is no. That That's actually my real problem here. Here's is I'm coming into this with so many, like, you know, my former friend with benefits, like, like had these insecurities and used these justifications and was manipulative in these ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to not apply that to this. I'm trying to say, what if everyone here is exactly, is saying exactly what they mean? And plot twist. They probably they are, won't be. Yeah. Plot twist. They're okay. both autistic. Your so I think we're actually Your probably version. good. Your version. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as someone who has fallen into the pattern of thinking that they could change someone 
And I will openly admit that 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 has been my I think number one fault mm -hmm. is that I think that I could fix or change someone. Well, why would you want to? That's the other thing. But keep going. The uh, because I think there's a I think there's a a level of maybe narcissism there. Yeah, or where happy I, middle ground. Where I think like that to reach. where I think that I think I have the power to be able to do this. Well, yeah. Even if you do have the power, it's like. I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, I'm going to skip to where I was going with this, is it's probably because you assume there's some kind of flaw in you that you need think needs to be accepted. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm deflecting off of yeah. what I should be fixing within myself. Mm. And focusing on someone else is a lot easier than focusing on myself. So much easier. And, so I'm, much easier. and I'm very and like, aware of that. And, it was like an <laughs> and it's a painful awareness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a painful awareness. But uh, the older I get, the more prominent it is, and the less painful it is to, I guess, um, uh, talk about, you know? Um, it's because the older I get, the less I give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I know I'm flawed. Everyone's flawed. And we all have our own shit that we need to take care of. But the more I recognize my own shit, the less humiliating it is. Mm-hmm. It's more humiliating if you don't understand yourself and what you need to fix. The real shame is how long it took me to address some of my things. Like, Fuck that. Mm. Fuck that. <laughs> Why? Because you got there. No yeah. matter... It, it, how old are you right now? I'm 31. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm going to say that right now because if you're 50 and then you realize it, maybe then you could feel shameful. But 30... 30, that's when you're really, I think, uh, that's when you're really entering life in adulthood. 20s, you have the excuse. I'm in my 20s. Mm -hmm. I can make all these mistakes. I understand. Yeah, but, but I've been like, responsible for my own decisions for the past decade. You absolutely are. Well, but, but 20s, you, old but is 20s, quite, like, but when you're in your 20s, you're really still a teenager. To some extent or another, I know my brain doesn't finish developing until like twenty five. And 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 all this is is subjective too. Like, yeah, we all grow at our at our own pace, you know. When if you're in your sixties and are just realizing this, then maybe you'd be like, "Oh fuck!" I fucked up. I a lot fucked of people. up. Yeah, I fucked up. Like you really don't think about other people's emotions and feelings until you're in maybe mid-twenties like for real for real for real for real when you're in your late teens early 20s you're still like ah it's about me mm. you know what i mean not for everybody no of course not but i mean it lines up with my thing i didn't really start giving a shit about other people until 26 27 when i realized that i previously hadn't been yeah mm-hmm and that's that's okay. You got there. Like that's what you should be focusing on. Not yeah. not the fact that you took all this time getting there. Well, mm. no, but, but what I'm trying to say is I could have earlier. You could have, yeah. but yeah, you, you can't could've. change you, that. You can't, you can't change yeah. that. What's the point of looking back on that? What are you beating yourself up over that? You got to that point now, which yeah. is what you should be applauding yourself for. Mm. That's the detours. Yeah. That's what you should be applauding yourself for. You got okay. there. Yeah. And now you have all this time where you can think of other people before yeah. you make a certain decision. 
Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind so. of it. Is I, you know, I really can't and, and, do anything. And your and your thirties and your thirties is when you, is when you are making, life changing decisions. Yeah. Not so much when you're in your twenties. It almost feels like, like two brain surgeons. Like one was, you know, he went through school and like did all this shit and like that, but then like one was just like a freak, and like. You were just like a child. He went off the rails. He like, went off the like, rails. This dude got his GD by, or his his graduate degree by fucking, you know, <laughs> 13. You know, it's it like you're both brain surgeons. Yeah. It doesn't matter the fucking road you took to get there. Yeah. Like you were. But you both got worked, there You both worked way. at UMass. You got there either way. One of you, one of you's been there it's since like, you yo, were 20. The other one got there at 35. It's, it's, it's the coulda, like, shoulda, woulda thing. You. It's the coulda, shoulda, woulda thing. Uh, it's wasted time and energy like i could be thinking about all the all the choices i could have made not being in the relationships relationships that i've been in but i did that there's no point in looking back and being like well i could have done this instead yeah, mm. from what shit. the fuck is the point of that what is the point but learning yeah. from your mistakes to adjust going forward exactly yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, and that's you can't regret what you no. went through because it's like, bro, if you didn't go through that, then you, wouldn't have you would have shit. no experience on to your next You wouldn't situation. have learned shit. Really like, and, and 30 is nothing. <laughs> 30 yeah, is nothing. it really nothing. is nothing. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, people used to live till 37. And that was, like, the average That was it. Back that was it. Jesus you it's like, you hopefully had kids. 37 and dying. <laughs> Dumb shit. Like, <laughs> you hope you had a daughter that you married off. Like 106 like, and be like, hey, I smoked all my life and I drank whiskey. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, how? I would love to know because I love whiskey and I love drink. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? Everyone's going to be different. Dude. Like, uh, like, I respect that. I respect that. Because, like, as, as we're all saying here, everybody's path is different, you know? And, um,. It takes it takes it takes going through it to know how um, how, how great, to go through it. Yeah, and and how grateful we should be for going through it, but also like we can allow ourselves some some amount of regret with the knowledge that we have, because I've been through some things that I still feel shame for. I still feel regretful for, um, and. At the time going through it, I was aware of how shameful and um, not malicious, but like how detrimental it was to other people's happiness, you know. So I'm able to appreciate that feeling of regret or that feeling of shame, not because it makes me feel lesser than, but because it does build me up to where I am now, you know. It allows you to not make the same mistake again. Yeah, or or not even that, but like it do, it allows me to not even have the thought of making that same mistake. Mm-hmm. It puts it puts that 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 contrasting thought in my mind where it's like, you know what happens when this happens, so why would you do this? But does does that mean you need to fail before you are able to achieve? Sometimes. It, Sometimes. It's not necessarily, I, I don't feel like it's necessarily like a, a twofold kind of thing where it's like, no. you need one to have the other. It's like, no, I sometimes don't. you can see that externally. I think but it depends on the personality. The, yeah, obviously, like, if you feel that shit internally, you're diving through that situation, like, that yeah. shit is a lot 
harder to overcome. Yes. And a lot harder to like just overlook and be like, nah, that's not, that doesn't pertain to me. Oh, and nah, I, that's not really my situation. I feel like that's where anxiety comes into play because it's like a lot of these things that I've been through or that um, I strategically haven't been through in my adult life are because of situations like that. It's like, I know, I know that feeling, you know what I mean? I know what that, I know what comes with that. I know like X action comes with X or Y reaction, you know, or, you know, fucking putting this dude on blast in front of the whole world means coming with this amount of blowback or I might have to fight this dude one day. I might have to have a shootout with this dude one day. I might have to face my family with this one day. One day my parents might have to come fucking see me in a cell for this shit. You know what I mean? Um, Consequences. Yeah. And like some of it I haven't even gone through, but I'm aware of. Some of it I have gone through and now I'm aware of. But some of it is both. I, I've gone through it, but I knew at the beginning of it the consequences that came with it. And I guess that's what I'm getting at is like both can be true where it's like I can feel the regret and shame of making the choices that I did and dealing with the consequences, but I can also feel the gratitude of knowing that I don't have to make these same change. Like I don't have to take these same chances or make these mistakes in order to see the lessons at the end of the road. I think it's acknowledging that you could have and should have been better. It's that you have yeah. the power to, and you should have upheld to that responsibility and you did not. Yes. Yes. But the only purpose that really serves is from this point on, mm -hmm. I know what, I do what to and not to do. Yeah. You know, not necessarily like, oh, I wish I could have done that over. Precisely. I once told one of my friends uh, who, who's now in his mid-70s, I said, you, you know what's so great about having friends your age? You've made so many mistakes I can learn from. And he, he <laughs> said, uh, thanks, Dave. But, uh, but uh, it's, it's true, and I, I think that, that kind of ties a lot of this together back to, to, you know, being alpha, or it's essentially, you know, how can you... What is the end result of all this? These learning experiences is you can be a resource. You can you know teach compassion to others and hold your peers accountable. But like that's the the solution here. It's, yeah. it's really what you can do is you know every, so many people around us have not had the lessons we've learned essentially through our mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's what we can do is teach people about how to be better themselves the same way we had to learn. Let me tell you about how I fucked up. <laughs> I mean, that's, okay, but literally, that's where I started a podcast called What Could, po like, what could Possibly, what could possibly go, wrong? go Wrong? Like, yeah, yeah literally. Like, that's, that, that's what this is about. What yeah. can, how can things get fucked up? Yeah, yeah. and learn from it. Right. And, and proceed with a better foot forward. Yeah, and I, I take that back to, like, just the conversation about my, my biological father and, like, how... I was raising the shit I saw. Yeah. And it's like, bro, I saw exactly what not to do. You knew what can Consciously go wrong. chose, damn, that's wrong. This could go real fucking wrong. And how can I never get in that predicament? That's exactly how can it. I avoid that? That's what draws a lot of people together is, it, it, you know, I say, I know I'm saying what could possibly go wrong. I know that's, that's what our thing is. But the real question is not what can possibly go wrong. The question is, how do you prevent that? What next? 
Like, yeah. that's the thing. Is what could possibly be wrong is the start of the thought process, but you don't stop there. Yes. No, no. How you avoid that situation is, like, by seeing it firsthand. It's like, you saw how that person, like, how it initially went. Okay, shit, don't do that. And then you might have seen, like, or understood, like, different approaches to it. And then you're like, oh, that could be cool. But then, ultimately, I feel like you develop your own approach to every situation. And yeah. you're going to understand, like, you know, you're going to take, like, I saw this back in my day with my dad and my mom. And I've seen this with my buddy and his girlfriend. And listen, when it comes to me and my, you know, significant other, I'm, I'm going to approach it this way. Because I've seen both sides of it. And I'm going to hopefully understand and internalize that, like, hey, this isn't just about me. It's about me Yeah, but that's empathy. Else. So many empathy. people Absolutely. don't this have that thought process. But, but that's exactly what everyone needs to do is just putting themselves in the other person's shoe. And if we it's all do choice. that, like, how easy would the fucking world? It's a choice. If uh, if if Vladimir Putin put himself in <laughs> Zelensky's shoes, what the fuck would be happening? Which is unbelievably extreme. You might want to cut that out, but like, no, Lord no we don't want to cut that out. But I also don't think we can go on that tangent. How <laughs> crazy? How what, what would have been the outcome? You know what I mean? Like that's like saying that. It's like. That would that would solve a lot of fucking of our empathy. Problems. People need to give a shit about others, regardless of whether or not it affects them. Everyone seems to be just focused on themselves. Mm-hmm. And again, there there is a threshold where it affects your personal individual life, and you have to understand that. But at the same time, you literally have to give and give more and understand. Everyone else around you, the community around you. That's it, though. That's the threshold. Is 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 pretty much. Well, you you know, not not about inconvenience. That was masks, but you know, can you care a little bit more about the people around you than yourself for the betterment of everyone? Dude, and, and like something like a mask is like so fucking minuscule in the grand scheme of things, which is like wow that some people were like so up in arms about. It. Yep. It's like my guy. Like you're that fucking mad that you're cussing me out at Guitar Center. Like, oh, <laughs> fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> Even like like you know some of the kids like were young like I had seen a couple of these one one kid in the, in, <laughs> in mine had come in like a bunch of times super fucking chill kid like very nice long ass fucking hair like you know one of those rock pancakes I'm like, oh, word mid pandemic my my man comes in I won't say my motherfucking guy but you know he, he's yeah, no, longer, okay. no longer that guy <laughs> comes in. And has a hissy fit about being asked to put a mask on mid fucking pandemic when it was like yo raging, everyone people like getting sick, New York, yeah. real shit, right? And I had had the day to have, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm usually super ultra respectful. Like anyone I encounter, I'm, I'm that plays guy. it cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, I can take a fucking couple. You know, I got a good chin. <laughs> My man was like, oh, what's a hoax? And like, you know, no bullshit. Like, my mom had just lost her aunt in Connecticut to this pandemic. We were just at like 56 or like 60,000 deaths early on. And this motherfucker had the nerve to say it's a hoax. And like, I had just walked in like maybe 20, 15, 20 minutes. And that's what this young very similar age man had come to say to me and I'm like bro I don't know what the fuck to tell you but it's a goddamn fucking pandemic 
threw my fucking arms up, and I'm like, "This is what it that's is." That's the most disrespectful I've ever been to a customer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, "My guy, if you can't understand this shit, you have something fucking wrong with you." That's <laughs> pretty much what I was saying. There's like, a lot going yeah, on. Are you fucking kidding like, me? Like this science. is science. Like, it's not one. something everyone has accepted as real. Oh, why? Yeah. Like there are people who want to believe their own internal narrative, and, and what it really comes down to is. Because science demands accountability for them. Science says, you know, don't do this. Science says that's bad. Science says, you know, don't burn your trash. Wear a mask. You know, global warming is real. Things that upset them. I don't know, but 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 it's it's not about it's. That's the thing. It's it's not. These people aren't thinking about everything. They're not considering everything. They're not. They're just thinking about themselves. And this is this is where confirmation bias comes into play. Yeah. Where they look for things that go towards their beliefs rather than what's actually happening. And it, and it's it's really hard to say sometimes what's actually happening because everyone is looking for their confirmation bias. Like what I am believing in right now is what's true because this source and this but you're ignoring this source and this source and this source as well on top of it you know um so confirmation bias you brought up twice i want to bring up confirmation bias versus uh the essentially you know the positive self-affirmations like there's there's they're they're obviously you know not anywhere close to being the same thing they they overlap and they, they don't overlap. They they, they cross. Mm-hmm. They're, they're right. They're, they're, they're both kind of the same. You know, I'm good. I have got this. At what really the the catch there is the reflect stage. You have to look at everything, even e- even the things that go against what you believe is true. You have to look at everything. And so many people are, seem to be. They don't want to look at that. They don't want to look at that. It's difficult. They have to reconsider their values. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. And uh, a lot of people aren't willing to go there because it hurts too much. It's uncomfortable. It, and then to have to say, I was wrong about this, mm. then pride gets in the way. Yeah. And, and ego. Uh, and sometimes shame. Ego. Ego is the biggest oh, yeah. thing. Ego is the biggest thing. Um, having to dig your heels in because you've been proven wrong. Yeah, well, I have this source. And this source to say that I'm not wrong. I think it's also a lot of shame. Something when you were talking earlier and you were describing how well that passion, goes with ego. That goes with it ego. It does. But but I was realizing how you had like no, you were so proud. Like you were able to talk about all of your the things you had to learn through with with zero real shame around it. And I think that's like that's important for your story because you were able to uh, accept yourself for what you. It, so that's the thing. It's like. On a lot of these intense subjects, what it really like like racism and uh, transphobia, like people uh, people don't want to recognize that they're part they're the problem. Like like some of these people are obviously they're just assholes. They're they're kind of cool with being part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of people somewhere in the mi- not not really in the middle. They're definitely still in the problem. But but there are people who, you know, just aren't. They're they're just being closed minded. Um, but but it's you know uncomfortable for them to get past. To, to open their mind because they have to say, maybe I am part of the problem, and that 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 is a threshold they are you know, I need to change. That's the threshold we were talking. As men, you got you know, they're, they're not willing to accept that. That's too hard. The change needs to be me. They that's, they can't get to that. That's point. too hard for someone that is so comfortable being 
who they are right now. So, like I said mm. earlier about my own metrics, it was I was looking at you know I'm I I don't need to change because I am doing it right because I'm you know and if they're looking at their own metrics, they're objectively doing successful because they're d doing what they care about. It's yeah. a really toxic cycle that's easy for them to get stuck in that then is reinforced by their community that they have, you it, know, excluded it, anyone who it all, it, it all depends on what you're willing to take and what you're not willing to take, you know? It, it, it is subjective. Like, um, toxic traits that I would see as myself would be different than what someone else would on a different spectrum of being. I think the real solution here is everyone should goddamn be in fucking therapy. Like, yeah. like that it should be required. My wife is a therapist that. and she has said that it should be required. Day one. It should be that therapy yep. and um everyone can benefit. Therapy therapy and um service industry should be required in high school. Oh, oh service Dude, oh my god. So, so tip. Required. Yo, like, bro, what? So required. One of my first jobs, I, I think probably my first job actually, my first real job was a busboy. And That was my first job. Yeah. Yo, like the Trash. lessons I learned Trash. in that industry watching motherfuckers do coke, do fucking <laughs> Like massive amounts of cigarettes and weed and fucking Just who knows what else. It's like these motherfuckers are cooking Bro, for us. Like y'all, <laughs> motherfuckers making the food for everybody in this. Hot, but it's like, perfect. It's and, perfect. And, and this Jesus. was this was this was like one of those places that it's like it's not a white tablecloth place, but it should be. You know what I mean for the 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 level of food that's coming out Is of the it, kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, no, but for real, but like <laughs> it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Right. This place is out of business. The place is out of business because of the owners did way too much coke yeah. and were meatheads. So like, so it was Viet. No, no, but like, bro, like just witnessing what goes on in these places and what goes on with people in general, and like the service industry is a great, great reminder of what our society looks like because you have. All different walks of life walk through that door to get a meal, to get a drink, to hang out, to relax, to, to de-fucking-compress their day, you know? And we were downtown Worcester right next to the courthouse. So this is like, we're getting all types of people. We're getting fucking Joe Schmo, but we're also getting the accountant banker. We're getting the fucking dude. We're getting the, the son of a lawyer yeah. who's worth 500K, you know what I mean? Like... The dude who owns a Ducati, fucking Italian stripes on the Ducati, like, <laughs> parks it right in front on the sidewalk because, yeah. oh, my dad's a lawyer. He works at the courthouse. You just suck my dick. You know what I yeah. mean? That type of guy. Yeah. So we get all these walks of people, and I'm the busboy. I'm the lowest of the low besides the dishwasher who doesn't speak English. That I'm the, like, he's the nicest guy in the fucking world. He rides a bike to work, you know he's what I mean? He's happy to fucking be there. He, literally, he's happy to not get fucking, like, ice cold $10 on him. a fucking hour? Yeah, he's what? gassed. Yeah, and I'm you. just happy to know him because he's the sweetest guy, and he's telling me all about his sons and shit. So, yeah, you know. always, like, the most supportive, oh my God, fathers. Like, like, they care about their family more than bro, freaking anything. I've, I saw him on the street three, four years ago, like, walking to work. Like, he always did, or riding a bike, whatever it was. 
I saw him. I stopped. I pulled over in the road just to say hi. He didn't remember me. <laughs> I, like, I was just another fucking white bus boy. But I said hi to him just because I was like, yo, Francisco, thank you. Because you showed me what it means to be a hard worker, to be grateful, to be fucking happy, to just live. You know what I mean? He was happy to tell me, like, bro, I, I could go on and on about this dude. But, like, he was just so happy to tell me about his kids every day. And that's just, I was just so, like... Like, I, my girl was pregnant at the time, so I was, like, my first kid, I was 19, and I was just 18, actually, but I was, like, I was just so happy to, to know this guy because he was so grateful for his position, even though it was a shit position. Like, he was just so fucking great. But that was my introduction to American workforce was busboy, you know what I mean? And then prior to that was door-to-door. -door. So, like... Door to you know what I mean? Like, so I've, I've been through it. You know what I mean? I've yeah. been through it. But, like, I say that to say that, like, I'm just grateful for the journey that I've been through because it showed me so many different walks of life and especially the life that I had growing up. Like, I didn't have a silver spoon, but I, I could say I had a bronze spoon. You know what I mean? My dad was first generation. I'm second generation. But my dad and my mom both pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, so to speak and busted their ass to work their way out of poverty. You know, they both grew up in poverty. I didn't grow up in poverty. Maybe a couple of years of my life I was in poverty, but I didn't grow up in poverty. I grew up in, in uh, middle-class America, so to speak. So I'm just grateful to be where I'm at and to, to work the shit jobs that I work to get to where I am. Cause it really showed me like the disparity in America where it's like, you have these people at the quote-unquote bottom that are so happy and fulfilled. And you have people at the middle and top that are so fucking miserable. miserable and ungrateful and unfulfilled. Although they have these fucking like unimaginable luxuries in their life. And I'm just, I'm grateful to be where I'm at because I'm at peace. I got my kids, you know what I mean? And... Do you, do you think that changes with your growth? Like, let's say, like, you hit a record a week from now, right? Yeah. And you just, you're just fucking everywhere. No one can get enough of you. What happens? Does that mind change? You know, did your mind change? Because I always think about that. I was like, yo, what, what happens when you come into money? You mean, like, what? Yeah. What is that? I always would imagine myself, like, staying the same and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, like, how does that go? It's tough, too. You it's mean tough like, too. I, I mean, get notoriety. Not even like just like fame, but notoriety. I don't see the fan changing. No, but not with what he's been through so far. Yeah, and I she mean, can, everyone that already thinks you're loaded. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, and that's part of it. That's part of it. Gold sandals. No, that's part of it because I wear so much gold and I've invested so much in myself that people think I'm this fucking guy. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm regular. I still see myself regular as regular Joe with. Schmo. I'm, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, have, I have family members. I have friends that come to me for money. You know what I mean? I've had this shit since 2016, 2017, five, six years ago. People think I'm made of money. And because of who I am, at no question of a doubt, I'm going to give you that. Because I know, like, even if I don't have it, I'm going to work till I can get it. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have it, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to struggle a little bit more. 
just so I can make sure that I have it for what I need to take care of. So, like, if I had a hit record, bro, like, not much would change. I would probably still be living in my same car, driving my, like, driving my same whip. My girl would have the same whip. We'd be driving, we'd be living in the same crib. Um, I might have a, a, a nicer yard, you know, I might be able to pay a landscaper. I might be able to buy a bigger <laughs> shed, you know, like that's that's where my mind's at. Like I might be able to pay my mom a little more a little more money because she's been working her ass off for 30, 40 years and, and yeah, she has a crib to speak for herself, but like I know there's shit shit she wants to do in her life that she hasn't been able to do. I know that there's things in my father's life that he's still taking care of our oldest our like my older brother. He's still living with him because he feels indebted as a father. Like, that's where I'm at in life. If I was able to make a little more money, I would be able to contribute that much more to my family. And and for me, that's peace. You know what I mean? Being able to send money to my to my family in Florida, to send money to my family in PR, to, to send my, my cousin 10 packs of Bustelo to, to PR... Because that shit is eight dollars in PR, eight dollars when it's three dollars over here in mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but like I sent it to her, and then she like because the USPS is the way that it is, it puts the price tag of what shipping costs were. So she sees the shipping costs, and she's like, "Bro, why'd you even send me this? It it ends up being the same amount that I would have bought it in the store." And it's like, bro, I I sent it because I know you didn't have you it. You don't you don't have to pay that now. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta like, travel. I can pay. I I'm okay with that shipping cost. The fact that you have the coffee is more than enough peace for me. You know what I mean? So, if I made a hit record, that would just mean they get to live a little easier. My my Puerto Rican fam gets to live a little easier. My mom and father can live a little more at peace because they've been working their whole life. You know. Um, that's where I'm at, you know, and, and God bless. If I could ever do that, I would, bro, I'd be even happier. And I wake up happy every day, you know? So even though my back hurts, my hip hurts, I got, I have a shit for a spine right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm in pain 20, I'm in pain right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm in pain 24 seven, but I wake up happy. So if I could make a little bit more cheddar just to make their lives easier, that would that would be peace, you know what I'm saying? Like it's already peace, but like that would just be that much more, you know? Um, yeah, that's where I'm. Isn't that wild? It, it, I mean, I feel like it, there's so much that goes into it that that is like your upbringing mm-hmm. and like what you went through. That that actual intense, like you went through this shit, man, and like. Now, like, you are good. You mean, like... Yeah. You are living well. I'm cool. But, like, there is still another level, like, you would love to reach. Because that, that's how I feel. It's like, bro, yeah. I'm the first person in my family or second person in my family to, to own a home. Yeah, facts. You mean, like... And it's just, like, that is wild to me. Because, like, you know, I always dreamed of, like, being able to, like... You know, I thought I was always going to go pro baseball. Yeah. And I was all, always dreaming about buying my mom her first home. Your dream house. Shit. You yeah. mean, like... And it's like, dude, now I have home, and she's still in the same, in like, not the same project, but like, she's still in the main self. Yeah. You know, she'll cross from like a halfway house, motherfuckers like shooting up, like all, you know, what I mean? like that shit, like, dude, yeah, drives me absolutely fucking wild. Yeah. That the fact that I personally have a home because of, of course, things change as you get older. I have 
three kids, I got a wife, I got mm-hmm. this, I got that. We needed that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I feel so like, so, like a time away that I wasn't able to do that for my mom prior to me. So yeah. like my next step is like really, I would love to be able to do that. And like, so I, I always yeah. think of like, if I'm able to ever make it in this fucking music industry that where there it's, it's overpopulated and there's so many fucking amazing artists out in every single town across America. What would I be able to do? Exactly like you said, it's like provide back. It's provide. That that takes that takes a very tough upbringing to like understand like that's what you what the fucking goal. There's so many people that get that first check. And the first thing they buy is a Lambo. A Lambo. (laughs) A fucking Mazda. Whatever the fuck it is. Like a fucking um, four-story crib. And it's like, I get it. You know what it's like? Dude, you got more money you can ever spend all of a sudden in one check. But it's like, damn, dude. Like, that upbringing, like, that shit matters a lot. Mm -hmm. Understanding, like, where you came from, where where you can go. Yeah. But then also seeing, like, the other flip side of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Where does this lead? Because, like, yo, if you can see, like, the the long term, like, yo, like, I can truly make something myself, and hopefully in, in a couple years, like, I can be on that stage, I can do this or that or the third yeah. to be able to provide. But not only just provide, but, like, do something that I'm passionate about. Because I feel like that's where it's, like, yo, that shit starts connecting those dots. And then I, I remember having a conversation with... I, I forget whose house it was, but like, it w- it might have been yours. And it was Jafet and you, and we were all kind of just talking about like you know what ifs and things like that. And I was like, yeah, I want to buy my mom a crib. Yeah. Like I want to get I want to get as fucking famous as possible, and I want to buy my mom a house. Yeah. And I, I remember like Jafet like was like, well, it's not just about the fame, you know, you know, but like. And, like, I got his perspective of it, but, like, at the same time, I was like, no, but, like, there's a level of this that, like, maybe you don't get it. It's like, yo, but, like, what this fame would contribute to what I'm able to give back yeah. is tenfold no, to, like, anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take fame. I'll take the misery of fame. Exactly. The All the bullshit that comes with it. People fucking see me out every time, like, you just Harassing me. me and I don't give a fuck. I will take that to be able to provide that level of security and a blanket for my family that I was, you know, blessed to have as a, as a child. Yeah. And be able to grow up with, like, they all that shit. I have so My dad has, like, 11 children. I personally have four biological, both, you know, mom and dad siblings. Yeah. So there's a lot of us. There's a lot of Batises, right? <laughs> And, like, yo, it's, it's wild. Like, I would love to just be able to get one day go back there. Yeah. Talk to my oldest sister. Be able to have that conversation. Uh, a couple of them. Because I, I got older sisters that I've never even met, dude. Like, yeah, shit right. That blows my mind sometimes. That I got nieces and nephews, you know, I've never met. And, and they now follow me on, you know, Instagram or Facebook and, and see that I'm doing music. And, like, they're just like, dude, like, holy shit. Like, Theo, you... you you do this and I'm like hey like holy shit like I've never even met them personally that, yeah. that shit is, is special you know like I would love to be able to give back in that capacity yeah like, again here. like you like you, you know that's, I mean? like, that's the goal yeah. that's, I mean realistically like 
I don't see a better end goal for this shit. You know what I mean? Like, like people ask me all day, like, what's what's your what's your end game look like? And that's what it looks like. Like, not having to worry about if our bills are paid, if the mortgage is paid, if the condo is paid, if our cars are paid off, if we have health insurance. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been to a doctor in five or six years. You know what I mean? I would love to go into a doctor's office. I have mass health as far as I'm... I don't, I don't know if I still do, but maybe I have mass health. But I would love to go into a doctor's office and see what's wrong or not wrong with me, for sure. Um, but as far as end goals, that's what it is for me, is to know that my family is healthy. The people that I love and care about are protected and healthy and safe, have, have shelter, have food, have water, clean access to water. There's so many people in this world that don't have clean access to water. Mm -hmm. And one thing that plagues me like uncontrollably and gives me anxiety and people have literally made fun of me about this is recycling like mm -hmm. recycling plastic like that shit gives me the biggest anxiety when i see bottles of water in the trash like my mind just says fucking like cringe like mm -hmm. i go crazy about it and it's just because of my understanding of what we contribute to this world as humans it's like we are we are on this planet this living being right and we are all living beings so in the grand scheme it's like we have this big mother mother earth as five percenters say we have this mother earth and if we're all living in a detrimental way to mother earth then how are we living within you know if we're able to throw this shit in the trash without thinking about it if we're able to throw fucking good ass food like whole cooked food in the trash Without even thinking about it, what does that mean to fellow humans? What does that mean to the animals that inhabit the earth? Like, we could just throw this shit in the woods, bro. That's the number one thing I do. Like, my girl can attest to it. She thinks I'm probably fucking insane for doing it. But every night, every day, I'm throwing fruits into the forest. I'm throwing old food in the forest. I bought a whole compost machine just for the fact that I don't like wasting food. It drives me insane to waste food. If something's unrecyclable... I don't know what to do with myself. You know what I mean? Like putting it in the recycling or the trash just gives me this fucking feeling of heebie-jeebies that it's like, like I'm contributing to to detriment. You know what I mean? I'm my carbon footprint is outweighing what I'm contributing, and that shit drives me insane. And that's like how I live my life is everything that I do has to contribute. If I'm not contributing, I'm taking away, and that's the one thing that I I can't do because of my upbringing like like you keep saying you know it goes back to that it's like i can't take away because i already know how much the family's hurting i already know how much we're all going through so if i'm taking away that's just another piece of the pie that we're all missing so i have to give back i i am indebted to give back my it's my obligation to do you ever feel like a like like a yes man? Because I, I feel like because I, of the, I find yeah. myself a lot. I just feeling like that like that yes man. Like mm -hmm. I can never fucking say no, whether it's like I literally don't have the time or I do, maybe have like a small amount of time to like do whatever it is I need to do now. Yeah, bro. Because I took on that yes. Yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like in my family, I'm always the yes guy. Bro, like. I've been through this a million times with, with my friendships, my relationships. Like, 
like it goes all the way back to fucking high school, bro. Like when we would smoke weed together, when we would throw fives. You know, like back in those days, everybody <laughs> want everybody in the world wanted to throw five mm-hmm. just to smoke a blunt. And I would say yes to everybody. So my whole day after school would be smoking weed with everybody in the fucking city. And I would have to try and connect dots with people who didn't know each other just so we could all fit, like fit the schedule because he wanted to smoke and he wanted to smoke. And I know we all like smoking and you all wanted to throw five. So yeah, let's all fucking meet up and smoke weed in the same place at the same time. And some people, it rubbed the wrong way. And that's translated to my adulthood where it's like, even recently, like, I, I tried to make plans on this day. I tried to make plans on that day. Schedules, co- like, like collide. I have two, I'm double booked, so to speak. You know what I mean? I told this person I would be here at this time. I told this person I'd be here at this time. Now I'm, now I'm plagued with trying to choose between these two situations that I really fucking care about. But now I have to make that tough decision. So who do I care about more? And it's hard to say that being who I am, who I've been for the past decade, you know what I mean? And then I make that decision and then I have to feel the adverse effects of that. Then I have to feel the, oh, so you don't care about me. Who feels slighted. Exactly. Who who feels a type of way because I had to choose this. So where's the line? When is it detrimental to be that much of a a people person? Exactly. And that's where, that's, and the place that I found myself at now is that I'm caring more about myself and my immediate circle than I am about anything else. That sounds like the easiest balance to achieve. Like yes. Where it's about you and your immediate circle and you're still doing good for the world around you, but it's not everyone and it's not, not yourself at all. Yes. And that's, that's, that's where I'm at. That's exactly where I'm at. And I'm okay with that. Like... As painful as it is and as, as much flack as I still receive and as much like detriment it is to my mental health to be that way and to be like, quote unquote, selfish, yeah. you know, like Put it's all first. It's good. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and I'm I'm reaping the benefits of that, you know, so I'm able to acknowledge how how beneficial that is. But in the same token, in the back of my mind, is that thought of someone is suffering because of this. You know what I mean? But and not not that they're suffering because of my decisions, but because of the idea of what I am to them. At what level? Mm. At what level of suffering are we talking about? You know. Very very light, very light. You nothing know what I'm that, in my opinion. Nothing that's life changing. Yes, but it's just but who in, am I? Inconvenience. But who am I to say that that is so light? If it's about weed? No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. But it's... But I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I I personally can't say that. You but know? if they're really in that much of a bind, you know, if they're really in that deep of a place where, like, hey, dude, I need you, then yeah. that needs to be articulated. Yes. You know? That needs yes. to be communicated. Yes. Like, dude, I need you right now. Like, this is no joke. Like... I'm in a really tough spot, like, you know what I yes, mean? Yes, yes. Like, that's not all your responsibility either. I've also found that people tend to get really entitled. I used to reply that's pretty much too. immediately to that's almost everything. And it was it was mostly a business thing, you know? Everyone would treat me as a resource because they could ask me something and it was faster than Googling. 
And then yeah. it stopped, and that started upsetting people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and That's because boundaries always upset people who don't understand what boundaries are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. Once they, if they understand what boundaries are, it's not going to upset upset them as much as someone who doesn't know what boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's the thing. For, for so, so I, I actually learned about boundaries mostly from a podcast on boundaries. It was from a multi-amory. They were amazing. They're an amazing uh, the podcast on um, specifically non-monogamy, but but they uh, their boundaries 101 podcast essentially enlightened me on a litany of different things that I was toxic with. Um, because it was just such a clear cut, here's how to do this, here's the mm -hmm. way to do this, this is problematic, that's the way to respect that, be aware of this. And, and I guess what I'm trying to say essentially with that is, most people don't actually understand the concept of boundaries. And most like, people don't care yeah. about boundaries. And, and that's and that's well, what if you I, care that's about yourself I, more than anyone else, why would you? That's what I hope you're taking from this out of all of it, is that you care enough to know and question what you could do as far as setting boundaries and obeying other people's boundaries out of out of anything because I don't think most people care about what that is unfortunately yeah yeah no I know that that's you know what matters now but but it's still I, I guess what what I'm trying to make the the, the, the takeaway from this episode is that uh, in answer to what could possibly go wrong, you know, everything we've discussed, like these are all the things that you, that, like the, the lesson here is be accountable for yourself. Um, you know, self-talk can make a huge difference. And, uh, you know, being a parent can be a, a, an amazing driving force that's, you know, really a passion. <laughs> mm -hmm. It changes everything. It does. Uh, I uh, have zero empathy when it comes to that, but I've un I've listened to a lot of it and understood most of it. <laughs> yes. So, so I mean, we're going on like probably two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely <laughs> our longest pod. Our longest pod, but it's been so a great one. Is I, there? Is I it? Talk to you forever. No, I know, yeah. and and we'll probably have you both back on oh, no, no. <laughs> at any point. Yeah, so I, I guess to to close this out, do you guys have any? Uh, what, when's your next? What what are you guys currently working on? When can people next hear you? We're working on a record right now. Um, we probably have about seven or eight songs um, that we're trying to complete at the moment. Um, but we are at. Uh, we're at uh, the St. Charles Hotel this Friday. Hey, where is that? Um, Millbury. It's Millbury, Mass. Um, What's the date of this Friday? The 6th. May 6th at... Um, the St. Charles Hotel. In Millbury, Mass. In Millbury. And then Saturday we're at Michael's... 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. And then uh, Saturday we're at Michael's Cigar Bar. Saturday, May 7th at Michael's Cigar Bar. I'm putting that in my calendar because yeah, I'm going to try and make it. 10 o'clock. Wait, what time? 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock. Yeah. And you know Michael's. That, that's always a I love Michael's. It's, 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 it's a Charles, great time. If you haven't been to the St. Charles, that's also that's also amazing lit. time. It gets lit. It's like, dude, they... That's one of the best venues. Like, it feels like home, okay, but so it my, also feels like a party. St. Charles is the 6th. At what time? 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock, St. Charles in Melbourne. Yep. I'm putting that's that on my calendar. Have a have a long night, 
Same. Plain. But also, I guess Michael's is kind of like that too. Sure. Michael's, Michael's is 10 is 30 ten, but 1. Yeah. So that's a longer night. And obviously, you know the vibes at Michael's. like It's, it's just so bar. chill over oh, there. Dude, it's, it's such a But you, it gets you wild see, too. It's, it's so weird. Dude. Like, we've, we've had people like pretty wild there. Like, I'm telling you, we play like, a lot of eclectic we, shit. We get paid 100 bucks just to play another five minutes. Like, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Some crazy shit's happened there. So that brings me to a, a last question before we entirely... I wanted to ask, uh, since you guys are getting performances regularly, and that seems to be what most people are striving for and failing to begin to get, if you had to give, like, three tidbits of advice to people trying to get gigs but haven't succeeded yet, what do you think you started doing that made a difference? Being uh, confident, for one, in, yeah. in what we can deliver. Yeah, it's just really, like, being able to practice. Like, make sure, like, your shit is, like, up to par with whatever you want to deliver. Like, if you want to deliver a sound show, then get that practice time in. Get those get those three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour set lists in so you have plenty of time. Because every night is so different. You really, like, that's the best thing about being able to play with Molly is, like, it. it's not... I don't think we've played one like set list that was exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like we're able to like really like change things and like rearrange things and add new songs, take away some songs that we didn't feel like worked as well as we wanted to. You know, like it was. You it's gotta be able to work very, on the fly like, sometimes. Hold the punches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reach out to those places. Make sure you're you're on social medias like TikTok. Facebook, Instagram, like the whole nine. Like, it had, trust me, it. that's very recent. TikTok, yeah. for me, myself, like, was super recent. Like, my, my wife's on TikTok. So she, like, forced me. She's like, no, you, you need, need a fucking it. TikTok. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Posted, like, she, and she's my TikTok person. You know, like, I, I'm not on TikTok still. But, like, she's that, and she posts these things, and she's like, after the first week, she's like, dude, you just got fucking 4,000 views on one fucking video. And I'm like, oh, shit, that seems cool. She's like, <laughs> that I've been cool. on TikTok for a long time, and I've been, I got, like, a few. She has one that, like, yo, no bullshit. Like, and it's me, like, making fun of her <laughs> as, like, it's just instinctive. I'm, the like, viral. My, my oldest. Yeah, the it's, like, viral like one video. viral video. You know, I'm, like, just, like, just going in on her, like, fucking around. Like, he's, obviously, like, we're very, like, yo, she roasts me all the time. I roast her. Yeah, we're, like, that kind of relationship. On her teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, man, what's your big ass fucking dude? Like, you know, like, some shit. Like, she's like doing this, t- like, this dance or some shit, but like, low key was positioned to me. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I obviously don't know. It was know a reaction video, like, basically. Reaction, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, yo, all that these shit people, was fucking hilarious. All these like, people thought like, he was like oh an abusive God. boyfriend. If he treats you like that, blah, 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 yeah, like, you should leave him, girl. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was like, bitch, like, I treat up. this woman like fucking gold. Fuck <laughs> up out of here. You know, man. <laughs> Yo. And, but obviously she knows. It's hilarious. But, um, he just sits fun. there with his blank ass stare and he goes, and he has his beer and he goes, making fun of her. The typical shit we always do. So it, it was really cool. But no, that that's like my, my, my TikTok. Person. That was your debut. Uh, yeah. That was your TikTok debut. Five thousand views. Yeah. Of all women hating me. It was, it was <laughs> pretty fucking awesome. I was just like, oh shit, like that's cool. Most of no, no a, a few of them. I was okay, so, most. So what exactly was the video? Oh, it was literally. It's a. It's like a. 
know, it's it was a, a reaction video. Yeah, like she was dancing and, and, and she was recording his reaction to her dancing. Wait, wait, wait. So then what was your reaction? He was making fun of her teeth. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, instinctively, I, I did that. Because she's like, she's looking at me like all like very awkwardly and shit like that. And like just laughing because clearly something's going on. I'm, not, I'm the only one. Not in no, on it. you have to bring it up now. You have to find it. You have to okay. find it. This is how we landed the it's other pinned. one. Yeah, it's pinned. Yeah, it's yeah, pinned yeah. on her page. It's pinned on her page. I saw it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there she is. All right, pinned. Mama Flock. Mama, Mama Flock. Flock. Because she's skinny as hell. And she's, she's had three flacko. kids. And like, you're just like, what? That was perfect. I'm just a And then she makes this whole other video explaining how no, he's right, not abusive. Right, like, the big bitch is like, yo, this man is abusive. That I'm just like, oh, what in the fucking world? And she's like, like, he's literally the most supportive man you could ever have in your you life. Like, so. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's man. okay. That was great. When you have to defend your own relationship, bro. Right? Uh, like, to the internet. To the internet. Social media. Yeah, laugh with your uh, your significant other, my guy. Like what? Dude, we joke with each other all fucking day. It like, was that. Like, it was. It was that dead stare. That's what it was. Like, Cause like I'm no bullshit. I'm like just blank stare, like. Why is she you know, it almost looks like a picture. It I had just gone there yeah. after work. You know, I'm just like, and I'm just like, Nova, <laughs> of course, at this one, Nova's like young. So she's like, Nana, Nana. And I'm just like, oh, hey, like, what's up? Like, you know, like, hanging out with her at the table. And like, she just puts, plops his phone down on me, acts like she's recording herself and shit. Like, starts doing this, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> what are you doing? What, what what the hell is going That's on? That's hilarious. Like, Yo, yeah, and I was like, man, fuck. And at the time, I was working from home with both of the kids because at that at that time it was Nova and Alea. Yeah. Like, four and three year old now. Working full time from home for Worcester Housing because of course they didn't allow to you work part time with full. You know, since it was the very start of the pandemic, and you know. I was going home as a full-time dad and a full-time fucking worker and a full-time everything. Estelle at the time worked at the psychiatric hospital in Westboro full-time. So she had to be gone all day. Yeah. So that was my my experience. She had gotten home and like obviously I had a beer because her mom's a fucking saint. And I would sometimes go to her mom's house to just like finish the day because after like my lunch time, quote unquote, I'm like, dude... It was a rough fucking morning. I'm like, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do Zoom meetings. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to like help people buy houses. And you know, the whole fucking night, I was working for Worcester Housing Authority in their their family self sufficiency program. You know, like, yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there with two babies. And I'm just like zooming, like with my director and shit like that, both on my laps and shit like that, like because like I'm yeah, I'm at her mom's house, but like when dad dad's here, you know, it's like. Yeah, grandma yeah. could 
she could have gone and it doesn't even fucking matter. It's like, no, no, we want that. Dad's here. Both my, you know, two laps, I'm just like, just rocking them both and shit like that. Sometimes <laughs> sleeping and stuff. Dude, I have like, oh, dude, it was funny. It was like Zoom, like That's official crazy. Zooms with like directors, fucking other departments and shit like that. And I'm just like, well, this is going to happen. And I'm just going to play it off like nothing's <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay, with two kids. My cat, like, Yo, my, my friends and shit would like fucking Snapchat me with like, give me like, you know, those like, zebra ears and shit like that and there's like sitting with like two babies and shit they're like yo look at my guy I'm like damn come on let's try to work okay okay I'm just trying to make a living man you know what I'm saying TV show I love called uh, Better Off Ted and it was essentially it, it made fun of the uh, the you know the work environment of the office spaces it was an R&D and the guy anyways the, the reason I'm going in is uh, he brings in his daughter and uh, his boss, this ruthless CEO, quickly realizes that if she brings the daughter, people are afraid to get emotional and upset the daughter. So, like, she starts to go bringing the daughter every time she's firing people. <laughs> and uh, I just realized that's going to make some really great power decisions. Yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, my, my, my girl. I'm sorry, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> this is like, yo, what? What is dark skin? So. What is light skin? They look beautiful. <laughs> I've got both ends of the spectrum. I'm like, <laughs> listen to me. We didn't like your attitude the other day. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll have I'll have my girls deliver the news like so. And like you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely bring them with. Uh, I'm sorry. You said my client wasn't approved for housing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you tell that to this one, the sad one right here? Hey, what <laughs> did I teach you earlier? Go ahead, say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that says you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was so, rough. Um, is there anything else you guys would like to plug in? Any, any ads? Yeah, any shout-outs? Any people you want to no, shout-out? Just, just to follow us on Instagram, um, Between the Waves Music, and Facebook, Between the Waves 508. Um, come to one of our shows. Like it, we'll If you haven't you seen time. us live, trust me, go to one of our fucking I'll shows. I'll be there this like, weekend. Bro, we, I'll be we there. We play some shit that you will never fucking understand that like we just play that you will be like did they just go from like this to that to this to that and yeah you know like we're super eclectic we play some blues some r&b some country some alternative rock some shit we do a lot of mashups we'll, we'll just you know tie it all in together hip-hop and just rock. make it fucking yeah. rock and of course we got molly jane gain as one of our vocalists dude like we literally play lauren hill type shit like no yeah. bullshit. No problem. I, I don't hear anyone else playing Lauren Hill out. Yeah. I've literally never heard anyone else play that. The Fuji's nothing. Because no one can pay the homage. Facts. Go to our show. You will fucking see that. I'll probably Dave do this Matthews, night. Yo, come through. Come through. Yeah, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my... I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll try to hey, get hey, covered. We got, if we I can, got kids, bro. If, yeah, I, can hold up if I can get a babysitter... Then we'll both be there. But if not, then I'll sneak out and leave <laughs> Kiki with the baby. Sure. But sorry, Kiki. So I'll be back, <laughs> and she'll be like, "Fuck you." Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you got a lot of those. Here. <laughs> no, seriously. At Between the Waves Music on Instagram, uh, Between the Waves Five Hundred Eight on Facebook. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank it's you been an amazing us. episode. Thank you for having